do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 45 of the switch mania playcast and no sleep episode where everyone gets to be a mega man <laughs> and no sleep episode jp just makes the episodes about his current state of being <laughs> <It's true. Yeah. laughs> you're the only one in that situation jp it's true I, you know, I was I was thinking of doing a pun on Barry, and I was like, oh, it was, it was like, no play Barisode, and I was like, <laughs> but no, I think you played the game, so that really wouldn't work, and I'm like, I'll save that one for later. <laughs> the future, future uh, hints, apparently <laughs> on a game that I'm not going to play. <laughs> What's funny is, like, it seems like from the playcast, it's like Barry and JP go at each other, but then, like, in our chats, Barry and I are, like, talking shit all the time. <laughs> It's oh so my fun. god! I I read your entire chat. <laughs> it's so fun. And I was like, "Ooh, I'm glad I wasn't part of that one." Because <laughs> like uh, I'm sitting all... there like walking around. I think I was at like Walgreens or something, and we were talking about Final Fantasy. But Barry was like going to these long rants, and I like reference one part. It makes no sense after he writes it all, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, "I'm done." <laughs> it's all in good fun. Uh, it's too fun. Uh, although, although we did have feedback that apparently our last playcast was a bloodbath. <laughs> it was. <laughs> you know, Jeffrey always asks, "Do we have any feedback from yes. our last episode?" And we go like, "Oh yeah, people liked our show." And like this time, hey, it's like, "Hey JP, guys- yeah, did we have any feedback from the last episode?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you two keep talking. I'm going to pull it up so we can read it. <laughs> so, as always, everybody, the Switch Collector is for sale at switchopedia.com or at hagensalley.com, where you find this episode. Um, we always appreciate five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Um, the last time I checked, we are over 166 for like feedback, which is amazing. Um, it's always cool to read what uh, feedback everybody has for us, and it always keeps JP happy from, from giving... Berry crap. It, it helps. It's true. Um, okay. So, so I wouldn't say like it. May, it's probably about on the same level as all the cooking mama drama that <laughs> rhymes <laughs> uh, that we've been seeing online too. As JP's pulling it up because um, the cooking mama drama is funny because like the publisher it like released the game. The developer comes back and goes, "Oh no, we we weren't we didn't approve of it." And the publisher goes back and puts like a little like little hint like um i'm within my rights to to publish this but thanks anyways <laughs> and it's like well you're not going to be publishing their games anymore publisher like, or any I, games right now yeah. i don't think i've ever seen and you know what's funny the the um the company i i was like oh is this their first game putting on the switch and then i just happened to like grab a box off the shelf because i was taking a picture of something so on cookie mama it says it's uh, Planet Entertainment is right on the cover. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, Planet Entertainment, that's interesting. And somebody asked about, like, fishing games. So I pulled the fishing game off, and all of a sudden, on my pro Bass Pro Shop The Strike Championship Edition, there says Planet Entertainment. I was like, oh, I guess they have done games on the Switch before. And I just, I did not know this. Okay. Probably not anymore, though. I mean, what, what developer is going to want to work with them anymore? <laughs> They're just going to rush a game out. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's definitely increasing sales of this game of, of something that probably would have just been like another, okay, Cookie Mama came out, but I've I've never seen so much story behind one game. First, it was the Bitcoins, right? Yeah. And stealing money. That turned out to be false. Then it's like all this about the game not being completed and being released against the, the approval. 
and it's just looking switches. Well, yeah, well, apparently people are saying that's bull because they've had it on and had no problem with the battery life or the overheating. Right. So, and then the Cookie Mama website is selling the game, and when that when I had post when I got tagged and posted that letter going out about how the game wasn't approved, I I went on the website, I bought another copy, and it shipped. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm gonna have another That's still the publisher, copy. though. <laughs> That's the publisher, though, right? That's not yeah. the developers. Yeah. The developers, no. I, and that I think that was the only place it, it was available at the time of them writing yeah. that back and forth. It was only mm-hmm. available on the publisher's website, which the developers. Well, the developers thinking. weren't weren't in the middle of this. It was the owners of the IP versus oh. the publishers. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I thought it was the developers. No, the owners of the Cooking Mama IP that were not happy with the game and oh. said, "Don't publish it." That's interesting. Yeah. So, so basically, the the IP owners, though, like it all depends on how the contract was written up. But I'm assuming that the verbiage was did not have anything about any kind of last approval for that specific per, you know person, developer, or company. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it doesn't say must have final approval then they can say oh yeah we don't want you to but then they have a deadline to make right so they like again we're in a covid world like they need to put food on the table for their families the publisher so Mm -hmm. they can't just hold on to the game and wait or redo the entire physical print run all they can do is release it and then patch it later well there was even a threat of cancel they actually said you know like hey we're you know the, the ip holders were so unhappy with the game that they either wanted it retooled or possibly just shelved, canceled, gone. Oh. See, that's the thing is, like, in this day and age, that's where, like, I don't like having, not having everything on the cartridge, but if it's if it's between getting DLC or not having the game come out at all, I would rather have there be an update. You know, so we still <laughs> get the game. So, that's really interesting. It would be interesting to see, too, Barry, as you mentioned, some people said it didn't mess with their Switches. Like, okay, so we have three different Switches now, right? You got Switch Lights, you got Switch 1.0s, and then I call them the Switch 2.0s, which is the, the little small revision with the red box. So it'd be interesting to see if, like, ones were overheating were, like, one of those three variations and the other people were one of the other three variations because I know that Nintendo did fix some subtle things in their 2.0, their, their quiet release. Um, where things are a little more optimal, the battery life wor- works better, the processor's a little bit faster. Um, mm-hmm. It's not much, but it's enough. And it, I, I know there was marginal improvements on some games. So it'd be interesting to see if, like, well, maybe the original Switches are the ones that are overheating. Because they had overheating problems with other games anyways. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it'd be stupid. I don't know. I just, I just am very curious, at the end of all this, what's going to be with this game? Because it's either going to be one of the hardest to get games mm-hmm. or just one game that's just going to have this crazy story and, and just yeah. kind of like fizzles out. And right now I'm still leaning towards that. It's going to be hard to get down the road. I think yeah. it's, I mean, it's already been pulled from retail for the most part and it's available, you know, either through eBay, which is still going for a little bit more than the value. And then you have through the publisher's website, which I mean, I have no idea how long they can keep it up or what their goal is. Because I think Wario sixty four had posted the link, and I'm guessing he he or somebody must have tried to put in the maximum quantity to see how many were available. And I had seen a uh, like a reply saying there was like eight hundred sixty one copies available Ooh. through the website. So 
it doesn't sound like it's that many. Um, if it really was, that was the maximum. But, you know, right now at this point, I feel 99% of people who are buying this game are buying it just because of the story behind yep. it and because it's going to be rare. There's that 1% that's like, oh, yeah, I bought Cookie Mama. It's not that bad of a game. I don't know what the big deal is. And the <laughs> others are like, I'm not even going to open it. I'm just going to get it on my shelf. And, and what's interesting is, I don't know if this part is true, but some people are like, yeah, I bought one copy from that website and they sent me two copies. So it's like, okay, I don't really know what's going on, but I got a shipping notification. So I at least have another one on the way that'll be nestled nicely on the shelf, sealed forever. Well, it'll be interesting to see like what kind of distribution deals they had too, because if it's pulled mm -hmm. from shelves, if they don't have a solid distribution deal, those stores are likely throwing them out. So you might see some dumpster divers picking up copies out of dumpsters. Uh, that's crazy because like if they don't have a distribution if they have a solid distribution deal in place because like with walmart uh, as mm -hmm. a distributor you can say all right instead of throwing it out i ship it back to me at cost to me mm -hmm. um now they may not want to do that too because of this whole commotion they may not be able to afford to ship back from thousands of walmarts and targets and whatever else yeah like, that might be too costly so it would be very interesting because if that's the case and they are getting them back, then their stock mm -hmm. will go up to the, to, to a, a normal amount. And then it's whether right. they're authorized to sell it if there's legal action that they want to avoid. It sounds like they don't care from the thing. Like, they're, they're in the mm -hmm. legal right. So um, I think that right now it's going to be an obscure thing. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, 800 copies is probably legit. And whether there'll be more later, who knows? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, oh. there could always there could always be a re-release later, and and even in that situation with the packaging changing, or if there's something on the cart that's different. I mean, this technically then is a different release. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. So that first one is still going to be very interesting, and we've seen that with with I believe Hollow Knight, where they released yep. it, then they realized that they didn't have all the content on the cart, so they re-released it and they changed the packaging just slightly with like a different image on the back. Mm -hmm. Um. So you know you have. These very interesting things in a, like a, a video game's lifetime, and this will be one that'll be very interesting to talk about in the Switch Collector book when we get to that one. Because mm -hmm. at that point, the story should be complete. But you know, depending on what happens, we definitely have a lot of pieces of, of of material to include in there in terms of the letters from the publishers and and whatnot. So this oh, is going to be an interesting one for sure to to keep watching. But it's just funny because I feel like every week now. There's something more about this Cookie Mama game that should not have gotten as much attention as it is. <laughs> well, I think the so biggest cool. tell is going to be if the digital version of the game reappears. If yeah. the digital version of the game comes back, most likely it's going to be a new revision. It's going to be worked on. It's going to be approved. The IP holder is going to be happy with it. And if that's the case, then there could be a new reprint. But if that mm -hmm. digital game never comes back, I, don't, I do not see another reprint of this at all. Yeah. Depends on where the money is for that stuff, too. And uh, It's interesting about Hollow Knight. I'm not sure which version I have now. I'm looking up. I'm like, ooh, I don't know. It's <laughs> only one one picture on the very back yeah. of the box that they changed because oh, the first print has three out of four of the DLC on the, on the card, mm -hmm. and when you pop it in, you download automatically that fourth DLC yeah. for free. Yeah. But the other print has the, well, four right on the card. So the one that I have is the original. So on the back... There's a cover of the character rushing towards an enemy with this greenish blue background. Okay. So it's like the there's four pictures on the back cover. There's a top left one, and then two uh, underneath it. There's like one on the left that's a red background, then the bluish green on the right, and then underneath it says includes four giant content packs 
with four different images of the character. So that green picture changes on the, we'll call it the reprint edition. And I realized I don't have that one, but thankfully that's the current one that's out. So yeah. if you go to buy, like that's the one you get. So I, I do have to get it I again. I can send you a picture if you want of the two covers later. Yeah, that'd be I great. Have, I just looked as you were, as you were talking, I went over to my collection. Um, it's the good thing about being on Bluetooth now. And, um, <laughs> I, I have the green one, so I have the first version. I, yeah. I got it in the, the main, the big collector's edition, so yeah. I, I had the first print. What was nice is Fangamer gave you the option of shipping it back, and then they would ship you another, like the revised one. But I'm yeah. thinking as a collector, I'm like, why would I not want to keep yeah. that first one? I'm good. I'll just well, buy it again. It's like the uh, SNK versus Capcom card game on the DS, mm-hmm. where there was like a game-breaking bug in the the retail release. And you had to like mail in your old card and and then send you a card with a fix. <laughs> yeah, and the thing so is, like is that both. this this fix though is readily available, so it's not like so. It would seem right. that the yeah. original version would be more obscure now. And the original version again, it's it the whole game's there. You just pop it in and you just have to download that fourth pack. You don't have to pay any extra for it. So yeah. it's still the mm-hmm. full game, but but if you don't have internet, technically right. it's not complete on the card. Yeah, and, and in the future it won't be, you know, DLC proof or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's all that deal. You know, we talked about DLC. What was interesting? One thing I didn't even know about was my friend Pedro, mm-hmm. because Special yep. Reserve Games had um, I posted the the version with the banana that came in, and I took a picture of it side by side with the retail release, and somebody said, "Oh, is it identical?" And then they responded, going like, "No, ours has the DLC content on the cart." That wasn't available at the time they, they of the retail. That. Is the hmm? cover the same? I haven't opened mine yet. Oh no, no. The cover is the cover of the case is different. They had an exclusive cover that you can actually feel like it's embossed a little bit. Oh, nice. uh, it's really nice. Like theirs, theirs has a nice packaging to it. That's the reason I, I I didn't get the original. I got this. I, I did because I didn't want to wait, and I know I post it all the time now. Like this was one of my top like 2019 games. Like I played it on the plane ride. I think when I went for work, so like on one trip, I was able to beat it. It's not that long of a game, but it was so good. Um, and I can't recommend that game enough. So whether you buy, whether you bought Sounds the like we need to make one, it a Playcast episode. I would play it again because oh it's God. one of those games where it, it really... For the months. Yeah. Oh, Can we make a Playcast episode where JP has actually played the game beforehand? Oh, you no. Know, no, we can't do If that. you've listened to other Playcasts <laughs> where Mega Man was involved, me and Mega Man just don't seem to connect very well because Jeffrey was like, we don't even have to play the game. Just put in like the legacy collection and just fight the two on one battles. Yeah. Just that's let's what do I that. Yeah. And, and I couldn't even get through like one of those. And it's like, it's weird. It's like, I don't hate Mega Man. I just can't seem to get into it, but we'll get in. We'll get into that hey, part. Hey, Barry, but, you um, noticed that but, JP didn't show up for the Luminous Avenger IX episode yes. either, which is Mega Man. That's oh, true. yeah. Maybe I'm. It's a pattern. You know, I will tell you what my thoughts are on why I don't play these games. Yeah. But before that, we actually did have some did. new feedback about our show that we normally don't get. Yes. Besides, so, for we need to prepare more. <laughs> yeah. So I want to thank Hitokiri thirty six because he took our latest episode, which was the Pandra Dragoon Bravely Default two demo, and on his own he posted it on Twitter, and he nice. said, and he he started off with a quote saying. The original creator is who, Barry? And then he said, Barry, Jerry, which is Jeff, 
and JP get into a very interesting conversation about the behind the scenes of limited retailers' relationship with developers, the new Panzer, and Bravely Default 2 demo. Great episode. And then underneath it, another of our regular listeners, Closable 8, said, I love their podcast. Then Barry decided to go, they both enjoy picking on me. It's just a way of life at this point. And then Closable said, well, you and JP pick on each other. Maybe it's Hagen's Alley's turn. And then Barry's like, oh, he picks on us enough. Um, and I just found I it do so it funny. I was like, <laughs> which, yeah. which you're, you're forgetting to say that you liked all these posts too, JP. You're not well, totally I'm not going to. There's only one button, which is a like button. <laughs> no, no, it's all for love. We love each other on this show, at least on air. And I'm now Jerry, so that's good. Yeah, you're Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. It reminds me of Parks and Rec now. Yes. Yes. I'm Jerry. Jerry's Alley Jerry. books. <laughs> well, there was, there was an, wasn't there another comment about how it's a we're all bloodbath? Like, yeah, and, and for some reason that one wasn't pulling up, but uh, I was, that was, was great. But uh, while, while JP quickly looks that up, uh, back to our previous topic about <clears throat> complete, there's the bubble bobble forever. Or for friends now, where Strictly Limited, the European company, is going to reprint the game with the added stuff that the developer yeah. wants to do. But the U.S. release most likely won't have that. So, mm-hmm. did they explain, so I, I remember seeing that from Strictly, but did they explain how it's going to be available to people who had bought it already? Uh, they they didn't yet, okay. so they're not sure how they'll it's figure strictly. it out. Mine still hasn't even come yet. It's supposedly yeah. shipped, but it's in limbo well, well Barry, yeah. that, that is because just like with the limiter on games releases we don't have that jp expedited i don't know why you guys think that i guarantee you <laughs> they did not find my game at limited run hey. and sent me blossom tales hey. early all, all i gotta <laughs> say is jp has his limited run game stuff he has his bubble bobble i don't have either i i will say that probably the one game i have that majority of people don't have is it'll do at this point yeah. And that's yes, only because, well, I was fortunate enough that they sent me an early copy to help with an well, unboxing well, and whatnot. But didn't they was, send you copies of both their games just to help promote, which was, that was by them. That's actually normal. That's actually cool. You yeah. you pre-ordering and getting it shipped early, that's you being a jerk. So I got to apparently step up my oh, game yeah. according to the comments. Well, and you know what? <laughs> I, I, have, I, I mean, I don't know how they found my game. I'm not complaining because I got Blossom Tales in, and that's one game that I'm, like, eagerly waiting to pop in and play because I haven't yet. But... Yeah, sometimes I feel weird because it was, it was funny. I posted the the tweet about, oh, I was like, check your email, like Blossom Tales going out. And immediately they responded going like, for anyone reading this, we don't have a full shipping team. It's two people that are doing the best that they can <laughs> as fast as they can. And everybody you know, was thankful for that. Damn it, JP, but I was like, putting them on the spot. <laughs> but I did see other people get Blossom Tales in, so I'm not the only one. Yeah, sure. Um, You're on a special list. So here's an interesting thing. Since um, JP finally visited Barry and gave him his games and his screen, and and my wife actually bought me and found me a new Switch because she's literally stolen my Switch. I haven't had it back. (laughs) Um, So um, I got my Switch in. So I actually applied the screen, the blue screen, from the, the company that sent us the screen. Um, so, so I don't misquote. Let me let me pull out the the box. It is called Launch Premium Glass Screen Protector for Nintendo Switch. So, the ba- the main thing is is it has um, eye protection blocking the artificial blue light, which disrupts sleeping patterns. JP, 
Yeah, sleeping hmm. pattern, Sheepy. That could come in handy. Could come in handy. So here's the funny thing. Um, I think this is all me again. So I, I took out, I had a brand new switch, right? Everything was clean. I put the first one on, and there was a mm. damn dot in the middle of the thing that was stuck to the back of the screen, the back of the screen protector. I don't know if it just came mm. from inside my room. I don't know. So I peeled it off, and I went to go get the thing off, and there was a giant smudge on the inside. So that screen protector was worthless because I wouldn't be able to see through it. <laughs> so, so I, I busted out because I actually mm. had a second one. So I busted it out, and I put it on there, and there's another damn spot. Another one, randomly. And I made sure my, my <laughs> switch was flawless, like clean. I had, to, had the little protectors, the cleaners that they give you, everything. And <laughs> so I was able to pick it off, and then I put it down, and there's like a little, like as I was doing that, a hair from my finger got stuck onto it. So there's a hair underneath my damn screen protector right now in one spot. <laughs> I, it drives me nuts when I'm putting on a screen protector if it's not, like, clean and flawless. So, they're super sticky. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, I haven't noticed with eye strain or anything because I just got the Switch today and I haven't really put any major hours into it. But I will mm-hmm. with the new game that we play. I'm going to play it on my new Switch. Um, and then I'll have an announcement at the end about uh, Switch Collector Sundays or Switch Mania Playcast Sundays. That will Because I have an idea. But either way, yeah. though, um, I did install it. Did either of you guys install it, or are you still uh, procrastinating? <laughs> procrastinating. That sounds about right. I, I, I have not done it yet, because whenever I get anything new right now, I let it sit for a few days before I actively touch it just mm-hmm. to play it safe with this whole thing going on. But I do have to say, I, I think JP needs a new nickname. Uh-oh. I, I, yes! think he needs, Sassy. I think he needs to be called The Flash. And the reason I said this is because I saw him pull up. I sent a message like, I see you. I went to the door and opened it and expecting to at least catch him. And he was already back at the car waving at me from the street. And I'm like, how the hell did you get up to my porch, drop this off and back so quickly? Like, did did you throw it? Like, I've what? never run so damn fast in my life. <laughs> like, I was driving, I was driving down your street, and there's like this family walking in the same direction. So we pass them, but they're walking towards your house. And I look at Shannon, she's like, "You got to be quick. There's people on the street." So I park the car. I've got the two kids in the back, and I'm like, "Mission Impossible!" Like looking around, sprint to the door, and I'm like, and I start to put it down, and I hear the door like opening, and I was like, "Run, John, run as fast as you can!" And then, and then, like I, I just like nonchalant turn and like wave, like, "Oh, hey, Barry, how's it going?" <laughs> it's like, jeez. <laughs> It's like it's like the ultimate game of cootie. It's like, oh no, there's people walking down the street. And then and then all I'm thinking is like, I I probably like forgot something. Either like there's a blank case with the game missing, or I just like left. I brought the wrong bag, and I'm like, no no time for second chances. <laughs> I I did not open them to check that yet okay. because again I'm letting them sit. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> it was just he like holy trust crap. You, JP. He doesn't trust you. It's funny. Stuff comes in the mail, and it's like, okay, I'll be careful. Video games come in the mail, I was like, well, gotta take my chance with COVID. No, see, I, I, everything sits for like a week before I touch it right now. Oh, yeah, I know. I just, just so, because so I want to play the most worthless thing that I got for the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. I got it in the mail today, and I posted yes. it so you guys saw. It's the most worthless thing ever, and I only got it because I'm a, a noob, dork, whatever. Like, so I got the Nintendo Red Tent Switch holder in the mail from PlayAsia. It's so expensive. So How much was it? 
so I think it was like $80 plus the oh, shipping was like, and the shipping for that and two games ended up costing me a crap ton because they canceled ship uh, the normal shipping now from PlayAsia. It, you only do like mm. fast shipping. So by FYI, for anybody ordering from PlayAsia right now, the shipping is going to be ridiculous. Cause... It, it could be based on what you purchase though. Because I know when you yeah. buy, like when I buy big items, they only give me that one option. Well, no, um, like, which I'm fine. I, I, I paid for it, and then they, a week later, uh, messaged me and said, hey, we now, unfortunately, with COVID, are not unable to ship with this saver mode, and we yeah. to, and it was like 30 extra dollars for shipping. But, um, but it's the only way you're going to get your game at this point. Why it's ridiculous, though, is because it's a Nintendo Red Tent Arcade. So Red Tent Arcade is an original Nintendo versus system that had like Mario or tennis or baseball in it and there's two screens where people can play head to head and mm-hmm. so this switch thing has the same aesthetics has the same metal feet it has the same red and you but you put two switch screens in it <laughs> and on each side you could put the joy cons in there they can't charge or anything it's just plastic that holds them and so like why it's completely pointless is even if you played a head to head on the switch how many of those head-to-head games only use the face buttons on the Joy-Con? They don't use the LR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, on one Joy-Con. <laughs> or two Joy-Cons. Sideways, two Joy-Cons. Like, it is the most <laughs> ridiculous thing that I've bought. But I have uh-huh. a Nintendo Red Tent arcade. It's my, it's my, holy, my personal holy grail. My favorite item in my entire collection. So... I saw that when they released it, and this was like year one, maybe the beginning of year two when they released this thing, and it's ridiculous, but I had to have it because like, it's literally like my collection. I'm just never, ever going to be able to display it because if you don't have the Switch in it, there's a giant hole, and I'm not going to put my <laughs> Switch in it because you can't charge it. Like It's just like, I'm like, man, it's so pointless. It's so the bad. I love it. So the absolute best thing about this is the fact that your wife posted a photo of you holding it with uh-huh. the hashtag stupid shit my husband buys. Yeah, and exactly. And that just sums it up. <laughs> I, told, I told her to, to post that. And then, I, and then literally one minute after she posted that, the Switch she bought me because she stole my Switch came in. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, and then I think I put hashtag stupid shit my wife buys me because she steals my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can see now you can play head to head with her with this device. Yeah, well I told London like and she's like, Oh we can play head to head Mario Kart eight and I'm like you still need the L R buttons so we'd have we wouldn't even be able to have them in the actual arcade. <laughs> we'd have to still use controllers away from it, so it still misses the aesthetic purposes. It's like uh like there is, I mean, it, there, it'd be interesting. It's so fun. There is one thing <laughs> There is one thing I saw that's coming back in stock that I really want to get. Not from Play Asia, but it's the Hatsune Miku uh, arcade controller, but mm. it's going to be like three hundred fifty dollars. Like wow. that's how much it was when it first came out, and I'm just like, I don't even play this game, but the controller looks so cool. I just can't justify spending that amount of money on it. I've but been I saw that for that eight bit dough Switch arcade joystick to come back in stock. It was it was in for a little bit. It was too, it's still too expensive, but like there was a nice arcade stick that. Mm-hmm. 8-Bit-Do did that I wanted and then I procrastinated. Nice. I just like I procrastinated on this Red Tent for like two years. So like Well there there is one game that's now getting to be more available which is Korg. Um, so I don't know if you know this but CD Japan is offering it now and I guess nice. they're acting as the forwarder so it's a little expensive in terms of shipping but they're they're going to have copies of it 
And what's nice. interesting is somebody had told me about it and I, I clicked the link and I, I saw that they had it. It said like one to two weeks out. So I posted it and then CD Japan messaged me. They're like, oh, thanks for sharing. And then they, they made their own tweet and they're like, hey, just let you know, we're going to have Korg. And they're like, thanks, JP, for sharing the news. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I know CD Japan, and now they know me. And <laughs> it's an affordable way to get Korg, which just all of a sudden you see the eBay price is just dropping now um, because it's going to be easier to get. So if you're looking for Korg, CD Japan is the place to go. See, so as many people up. that complain that JP affects their wallets, he just now affected the aftermarket for the scalper market, making sure that you all can <laughs> afford this game. So you're oh, doing good yeah. things, too. <laughs> also... Another interesting thing this week was the Mega Man uh, ZZX collection. Yeah. Um, Which is the episode. <laughs> it is the episode. And we'll get to it eventually. It's Mega Man. Um, <laughs> but what was interesting is that I had posted, you know, going like, oh, you know, this is the game that we're playing. Who's played it? Blah, blah, blah. And then somebody's like, oh, where can you find this? I can't find it anywhere. And some guy that doesn't follow me, has zero followers, seems to be new to Twitter, was just like, well, he posted it because he knew it's impossible to get. And I'm thinking like, okay, that's a random comment. I don't, that's not me, but whatever. But like later that night or the next day, Walmart had it available at $30, brand new, sold directly from them. So I, I shared it and it sold out, I think within like an hour or so. Damn it, but, <laughs> but after being gone, after being out of stock for so long, it just happened to be the week we're playing it, Walmart gets it. And I just yes. happened, like I remember seeing the person's tweet and I'm like, well, let me just look on all the sites just to see. Maybe somebody does have it. And I first posted the Rockman ZZX collection on Amazon Japan. It, it was in stock, and it supports English, so you could play it that way. And then I just typed in Walmart, and there it was, brand new for 30 And I'm like, uh, this looks real. And I, I added it to my cart just to make sure like, you know, it doesn't kick you out. And it let me go all the way through up to, to the checkout. So I shared it. And then I think uh, Nintendo shared it. Maybe one other site uh, channel shared it. And then it sold out. But... You know what? We help people where we can. People are ravenous with the Switch, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. But na so now cool. you're starting to see so many games just not be available Like as soon as it mm -hmm. comes out. like This this was one of them. Uh, the Atelier Ariza is another one. And mm -hmm. apparently what I've been hearing now is that um, Koei Temko, yeah, um, Temko has been getting so many people asking about the game that they're looking into reprinting it now and that's, that's just and which i hope so i mean it's just gonna drop the value which for good um on more eBay. people can play it <laughs> yeah and the other the other one is the mary skelter 2 yeah. um they made an announcement that over the summer they're going to have it available on idea factory's website and through limited run games again over the summer so right now we don't know if it's going to be the exact same you know cover case cart i think it probably will be um, but at the same time, you have to have your, you have to speak up when you want something because you never know who's listening. And at the end of the day, now we're starting to see companies actually go back and reprint, which is a good thing for people who missed out on the first, you know, the first time it doesn't want to spend, you know, a hundred plus dollars on the game. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's interesting to see now where, you know, a game sells out, but it may not be the last time that you're able to get it, you know, for retail. Yeah, well, I think but, right now, too, with this whole COVID thing, it is almost like instilled a new level of panic. Oh, like, yeah. oh, maybe make sure I get it before certain things shut down. Mm -hmm. And if it does have a reprint, maybe it will be, you know, a year or so later when things, you know, get back to normal. Uh, I, I do think 
it's almost a double-edged sword. I mean, it's absolutely great for those that missed it the first time. Uh, it also sucks uh, for those that missed it the first time and then spent more yeah. money trying to get it <laughs> for the whole fear yep. of missing out. And then like, oh, I just spent $100 on this $40 game, and now here it is for 40 bucks. Thanks, you know. Um, and again, it's it's more petty in that sense, but it is true. I know a lot of people who have, have spent a lot on games and then oh, afterwards. Yeah. And I'm sure that Korg is a, that you brought up is a prime example. I'm, that guy was going for an extreme amount of money. And, uh, yeah. I'm sure but there is technically two versions. There's one with the booklet, um, yeah. which is a Japanese booklet, but it, it's a booklet, like a booklet that that was too big to be in the case. So it, it ships separate. It shipped outside of it, but it it is a booklet for the game. And then there's the Sega market and now the CD Japan version, which is just the game itself. Same game, same case, same, you know, cart ID, whatnot, but no booklet. And, you know, to some people that makes a big factor, whether, you know, like I have the booklet and it's a cool booklet. It's on my shelf, but I don't do anything with it, but it's like, Oh, I have a piece of a game that isn't readily available. Um, yeah, I will, it, but I'm not going to go crazy about it, especially because it doesn't fit in the case. Yeah. And I will say the other game right now that seems to be hard to get that I started seeing people talk about is Two Points Hospital for, yeah. from Sega. It, it came out and it just, I think, just went out of stock. And, you know, it's a good game. Nothing wrong with the game. But it's now one of those games where I just see a lot of people asking, like, oh, do you have you seen a copy? Do you have a copy for sale? And, and then I went online and I saw that it's just out of stock everywhere. And mm-hmm. I definitely think COVID is a big factor in that. But it's a matter of, do you play the waiting game in hopes that it's going to come back, or did I just miss my chance at a game and now I got to go on eBay? So it's so a very. You uh, know what's interesting, JP and Barry, is the way that people are collecting for the Switch is so counterintuitive to retro game collecting to me. Because like, I've been a mm-hmm. retro game collector for 30 years, and like people are just like, oh, I need to get the game, I need to get the game. And I'm thinking, I'm like, Man, I could go back 20 years after the Switch is done and still get a copy of that game. Like, it's not going to be a big deal. Like, I, I'm literally limiting, I'm going to have to limit even more of what I'm buying soon just because um, I need to get, you know, like the Switch collector needs to get shipped out and stuff. Like, I'm, I got to mm-hmm. focus on all of that. I'm going to have to have time to play games. And unlike JP, I'm not um, posting all the box openings and stuff because that's like literally like jp's like i couldn't wait well he's also posting like what's in each version and he's doing the whole community oh, yeah. thing too so it's not just because he's he's definitely not playing it or we're not going to go that like <laughs> he didn't get it so we can play today we know he ain't playing it's true one but, out of like 20 games i'm opening up to play right away See, I can't even do a full a full insult to JP because he's literally doing it for the community. But but like to me though, it's like if I really need to get that game in the future, which mm. I hone my collection to things that I enjoy, which for the Switch is a damn lot. But mm-hmm. but like I just add it to my you know my collection list, which eventually will be in book form. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do that, and then I'll pick up what I need later. I'll pick up the scraps of whatever I'm missing, or if we decide we're going to do it for a playcast i'll hunt it down um but like to me it's like i don't need it now which is i think a lot of the collectors they they want to have it all now because it's part mm-hmm. of that community thing being able to share it it's fun like there's multiple facets to it that i i dig but it's also interesting and counterintuitive to retro game collecting so barry since you oh, have yeah. a huge collection what do you think on that that's my weird um, take on it. 
I, you know what? I actually think you're right. I think a lot of it is Holy shit. is the having it, having it now, and yeah. I think that's one of those things. Like for example, when JP posted, you know, bubble bubble, and other people started posting bubble bubble, and like the, those of us that are still waiting are kind of like, um, what about us? What about hey, us? <laughs> you know, are we getting it? <laughs> and and it, you know, it's like, did, did I miss out? Did it get lost? And like people start wondering, like especially. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also the fault of a lot of these limited companies who put games out, and I don't mind the, the long pre-order weeks, um, but but then it months upon months of it finally coming. So, like, when JP posted The Blossom Tale, I was like, I forgot about that game because I pre-ordered it so long ago. <laughs> like, oh, is that shipping now? I had no oh, idea. No, that was the one that I was talking smack because I literally talked with Philip, who is one of the owners of, FD, of the creators mm-hmm. of Blossom Tales, and because I, he actually backed my complete Virtual Boy book and got the wooden cover, and I inked it, and I actually shipped it to him this week. And he's like, "Oh, I didn't even know that my game was shipping yet. You, you, until you told me." And I'm like, "JP's getting stuff before the developers now." <laughs> JP Cloud, I'm telling you, like it's a damn conspiracy. It's, it's true. Even the I developers. Know. I do agree with hey, that. Hey, hey, I'm the same way. Somebody posts something that I haven't gotten yet, and the first time my mind is like, "Where's my copy? And is it coming? And did I just miss <laughs> out?" And and I I get and it's like you know it's been what three years. I'm like I haven't really missed a game, but I still get paranoid when I see somebody get something. And strictly limited is probably like the biggest one because UK is going to get it before us always, and and Germany especially. And then by the time it comes here, like sometimes it's up to a month just because of, of you know, uh, shipping times. But I'm just like, okay, I know it exists. I've seen real pictures of it. I'm like, I just want to have it in my hand on my shelf so I know it's, it's here. Um, but I'm the same way when I see people. And I guess, I guess I tend to be that person more often than on the other end of it where I'm showing what's already arriving as opposed to waiting for it. But you like to be yeah, it's a, you, JP <laughs> has a feeling. feel to, to be contributing to more anxiety across America <laughs> right now. For real. Oh. I feel great. Um, I always tell people, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, you may not be happy. Like if I post something and then they go like, oh my God, I missed it. I was like, yeah, well, you may not be happy, but your wallet is, trust me. No, because then the wallet has to buy it on the second hand for more price. Um, I did do a quick check, by the way, on Amazon for Two Point Hospital because I hadn't heard about, I I have the game, but I hadn't heard about any scarcity. And sure enough, it gives me Switch Digital Code as the first option, then the PS4 version, then Xbox One, and underneath, in one quick line, other format, Nintendo Switch. And when clicking on that, it's only available from third-party sellers, not from Amazon at all. So they're they're pushing the digital code of it on Amazon as opposed to um, the actual physical copy. So yeah, that that might be a rare physical copy going forward. For all we know. Well, it's funny because I had initially gotten ordered it through PlayAsia because I had credit, and they don't always get U.S. games right away because it obviously has to ship to them and then ship back to us <laughs> if you buy it. So I'm waiting and waiting. All of a sudden, I see this game comes out and I see it's not available. And then I just happen to be at Target with Shanna like one day and we're in the aisle and I see it. And I'm like, okay, I know I ordered one. I'm like, I got to buy it. I just, I can't miss out. And thankfully I did because then like a week later it, it sold out everywhere. And I'm like, okay, at least I have it. And I, again, it's not a game that I'm going to play right away, but it's just, it's that nice feeling knowing that it's there if I want to. Did your play Asia copy ever come? No. Um, I, um, I don't even know if it ended up shipping. I think it was still like waiting. So I canceled it. But what's crazy right now is I have orders through the standard mail that they use that haven't arrived yet. And the, the ones with the Express that I do, 
um, have arrived. And I'm just like, where are these like smaller packages? Because I have you're going to get an email from them like I did with the standard that's going to say, hey, we can't do it anymore, and you're going to switch it to Express. I mean, that's fine because at this point, like in my mind, I already kind of decided that anything from PlayAsia, I would probably just spend the more if I'm buying something right now because I have so many packages in the U.S. that are just I don't want to say like getting lost because I don't think they're lost, but they're just in limbo for weeks. And I mean, they're literally like. The last update is it's like it's in Pennsylvania. I could drive to pick it up and it's been there for like two weeks at this point. And this is just stuff from eBay. So, you know, stuff overseas. I'm just like, you know what, if I if I really want that Japanese game and I just want to make sure I have it, I'm just going to spend the extra like eight dollars and get it in two days as opposed to waiting like a you month or so. You know why it's happening like that, right? It's because they only have so many people, like minimal manning at yep. all of these places. So like the yeah. normal op tempo that the post offices can run is cut in yeah. half or even more because social distancing. Like this like pandemic is real. Like it's the plus, one thing that's plus crazy. if one of the facilities, like if it's coming into a shipping center and someone in that center has mm-hmm. COVID, they have to shut things down, do a yes. deep clean. That's going to delay everything. Everybody that was working that with them now has you know two weeks quarantine so they they might not have workers so that facility might stay closed for two weeks i mean it's a mess but you think think it's that common at this point where something from like the second of april said it was in pennsylvania Uh and it still hasn't delivered yes yeah because think about it if that if if the post office or whatever shipping center Someone yeah. had it in Pennsylvania, and they're shut down, and they no, you know, they're doing a deep clean, but they're not touching the packages. My God, um, I think what thinks, and you know, last thing, and then we can go to the game. But I had a friend who's been getting I a lot like of his comics, so he's so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna send you my comics. I know you collect them. I was like, oh, thanks. So like, he's literally been sending me like a long box, and he just tapes it up just as it as it is with a label on it, and I've gotten it. And he sent me two weeks ago. He sent me four half size boxes. Um, they shipped they shipped all on the same day three of them came in within a day of each other the fourth one is still in limbo for like a week now and i have no idea what happened with this one that shipped at the exact same time same route everything and it's just it hasn't arrived and every day there's just no update it's just like oh it's it's in the network on its way to its final destination but it's been like the last update was pennsylvania like a week ago and it's driving me crazy because i don't know how not what you guys know about comics, but it's literally like the entire Nightwing run, which nice. is like issues one to one forty five, and it's just missing. I won't say missing, but it's just not here. And I'm just like, this cannot be the package that goes missing. <laughs> it was <laughs> the one like, you wanted the most. Yeah, JP's I was so excitement is real. His anxiety. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like every comic he's sending me is great, but he was like, oh, I'm going to send you Robin and Nightwing, and the Robin one came in and it was beautiful. It was like issues like one to one sixty five. And then he's like, oh, I sent you Nightwing. And I'm just like, great. Like, I really wanted to read that. And every day I'm just like waiting and I keep tracking it and there's just no update. And I'm just like, I would just drive there if I could at this point, but I can't. And Here, Here's the secret. When you stop tracking it every day and you just kind of <laughs> push out your mind, it's just going to show up. Oh, one day I'm just going to get like 40 packages and Chance going to be like, what the hell? And I'll be like, no, no, this was over like two months. Not we talked fault. about this. We He's talked like, about no, no, it's just Monday. <laughs> it's just Monday. <laughs> it's the Monday at JP's house. <laughs> it's just Monday. <laughs> so, about so before we go once. to the game, though, before we go to the oh, game, God. there is a couple things. That was a good segue, David. No, I want to <laughs> talk about some. So interestingly is some other stuff that's been coming out recently. Um, have you guys seen the Polymega? 
that's been yeah. going on. So like my thought, buddy Sarumaru, yep. who still needs I've to just do, been following him. Yeah, <laughs> he I've needs to do Barry's picture. Um, Saru's been doing live streams every day. Every time I go on to it, it's usually late at night. <laughs> I look every time he's like doing a giant yawn. <laughs> every time I look, he's like so tired. <laughs> Did he get it early? He got he got the beta unit. Yeah, oh, got, okay. and and Polymega's in the comments, and there's like over a, usually his live streams have like thirty people uh, that are mainstays. Uh-huh. There's over like hundred and thirty to hundred forty people all the time watching it, and That's so awesome. like for him, it's awesome. It's great. It's gonna give him a lot of traction. But um, I literally have to talk myself out of getting it when I was watching it because it looks awesome. It it's looks HD. Great. There's no lag. Um, it's expensive it, though. It, well, and that, here was the worst part. So it was like three hundred dollars. It was three hundred dollars for the base model, which gets you, yeah. you know, the ability to play all your CD stuff. Here's the problem: mm-hmm. it just got it, the the discount just went away. So it's on Walmart for four hundred dollars now. Uh huh. So I'm like, oh, See, and then, I pre-ordered it with the discount at least. <laughs> well, here's my thing: if it's going to Walmart and nobody can afford it because it's more than a Switch, which it is. It's $100 <laughs> drop. more than a Nintendo Switch. It will go on sale. When it gets under $200, I'm in. I've already like mentioned that in some of the things. like $150 to $200 is a decent price, especially when all the add-ons are 80 bucks. I would probably mm-hmm. get the Turbo Graphics 16 so I could play that in HD as well. Like mm-hmm. Nintendo, I already got. Yeah, I- Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, I already can play in HD. So... I, I was uh, watching that stream, and when he showed the Neo Geo CD stuff with like almost no, instantaneous load, no time, load time, I was yeah. like, sold, sold. And I, I bought, I, you know, I pre-ordered, um, but I have a confirmation number, all that. I checked my card. My card was charged, but I never got an email from them, like, my here's your order confirmation. So I sent through support. I'm like, hey, I ordered. This is my order number. I never got an email. Did it go through? And I never got an email back from them from support either. So I'm like, uh, crap. You know, like, did you just take my money and run? Like, what's going on? They're they're a smaller company, but here's the thing too is that I've seen people like it was like Xander Scullion who I've done interview with before on um, Hagen's Alley. Um, he was like, oh yeah, well you can do this on a PC or Raspberry Pi, and there's so many other ways to do it because it is. It is um, emulation and not FPGA, which means hardware emulation. It's software emulation. So um, the thing is, though, is that I like that it is a controlled environment like a console. So it's not like a PC where you got a million other things going on and distractions. You got a console that's consoleized. I like those type of boxes. Um, the way that they have it, the presentation looks professional. Um, I like that they're willing to support, like, I, I was, like, joking. I'm like, yeah, X68,000 X68, games should be on there. And, you know, which is, like, old school, like, Castlevania-style remakes and things. And they're like, well, I mean, if people are willing to pay, like, $10 to download it for an extra core, I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, like, so they're willing to support this thing for a long time. Um, now, they could just be talking to try to sell the stuff, but I, I feel like that the yeah. developers invested while I was on the stream. They were talking about the Japanese games just like we were. Um, so the guy's a gamer, like the, the developer. So that's a good sign because, like, the AVS for the Nintendo one, uh, the guy who created that, Brian Bunny Boy from Nintendo Age back in the day before that site died, um, he was a huge gamer, and that's why that thing is, like, fine-tuned perfection when it comes to FPGA. So the the guy from the Polymega, if he's that much of a fan, he'll sit there and fine tune as long as it's interesting to him, right? Because he's a hobbyist at that point. He's a fan. 
So that's actually the best thing to have is that you have somebody who's that vested. It's going to be a cool product. That's my take on it. Um, what do you think about it, JP? Have you pre-ordered it yet? I know Barry. No, <laughs> I, I'm not going to. Like, Me you know, neither. I recently, Me neither. <laughs> I recently sold almost all of my retro games again, so I don't yeah. even have the games to play. I don't have the consoles to play. And I, I think these are great. Like, I have no problem with, you know, uh, putting it into HD, making, like, I love the idea of just having, like, this one-stop console that can just play everything, and especially disc-based. Um, and then I, I, I was intrigued because I was watching Saramaru's stuff, and every like he asked me to join his group, and every day I'm seeing just posts about it on Facebook. And then I looked at the price, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not no. going to justify <laughs> that. Because one, I'll buy it. I'll have, like, my PlayStation 1 games to play. That's about it, which I already have a PS1 and PS2 that can play them on my CRT TV, which is fine for me. So I think it's a great idea, um, like you. I think if it dropped significantly in price, I would probably be more inclined to pick it up, but it's mm-hmm. nothing that I'm going to be adding anytime soon. So so to segue, here's another thing that I actually pre-ordered for too much yes. money, and I still don't Uh-oh. have it. So I pre-ordered the Collector Vision Phoenix. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like the newest iteration, because I remember them saying online, this is going to be the last time they're offering this console. And mm-hmm. this is FPGA ColecoVision with MSX support. And if you know what MSX is, which is essentially like NES era style games between MSX and MSX2, it's like NES style games, which is mm-hmm. like the same gameplay with all the classic 8-bit stuff um, and a little bit earlier and a little bit later. And so I pre-ordered it. Um, I got a Nintendo controller that somebody modded like a custom one with for, mm-hmm. for ColecoVision so I can play like some awesome stuff with it and then so i haven't gotten it and i ordered a game too um which is like a platformer that they made i got the platformer game in the mail i'm like where's my console so i email them they're like oh yeah we're we are back order on some of the parts so we're still looking to make the fall release i'm like i'm like if i would have known that because it was like 300 bucks it was too expensive it was like 300 bucks or something maybe even more i don't even know i was just supporting you know john lester games 31 because go way back with him um, and mm-hmm. I do want the console because I was on a damn panel at Portland Retro Gaming Expo in 2018. I was on the, mm-hmm. the, the Collector Vision Phoenix panel. The thing is awesome. I want to play it. But, like, I was like, oh, man, if I would have known it was going to come out to the fall, I might have spent that money elsewhere. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it. And look, isn't he the one who put out um, Sydney Hunter? Hunter? Yes. Yep. Can, can he just make the Switch physical already? Because I... <laughs> I want it so bad. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing it on the Switch, and compared to the Super Nintendo one, it's like night and day. The Super Nintendo one's cool. This one is, like, amazing. Yeah. Like, like Switch version. Who does he need to talk to? I feel like he could just publish it himself. Um, The and- thing is, is that, like, they were in talks when I was at Game On, his his convention last year. Um, they mm-hmm. were right. A, Collector Vision was right across from Lunar Run Games, and they were talking. Um, uh, I don't think that they they may have come to a deal, and Lunar Run Games is in such a backlog of releases that maybe we'll see. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that's the case. Um, they haven't confirmed anything with me, but I would mm-hmm. assume if I could go anywhere, I would assume that that's right in the wheelhouse of Limited Run. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. game, it's polished. It's amazing. They could do some awesome stuff physically with it. Yeah. It's a no brainer. So I'm. Willing to bet, just like with, um, just like with games like Time Spinner and yeah. 
games like uh, Blossom Tales that we're going to see Lunar Run pick so. up because so it makes sense. we keep trying to get to this Mega Man game, oh. but it's just so easy to talk about something else. Limited Run Games had a pretty big week this week. Yes. Did you see what they... So it's yes, officially confirmed. Star Wars. It, all well, I thought we were going to talk games. about Chex, the game oh, for the PC. You can talk about that game Chex. today. I don't, Based I don't on the have, Angry Video Game Nerd episode. <laughs> see, I don't have that history Chex. of the Chex game, so I'll leave that to you. For me, I was thinking more of that for the longest time, you know, we saw already that they've been re-releasing Star Wars games, yes. and they have that partnership. And then all of a sudden, during this mini direct, they're showing Star Wars games coming to the eShop. And the first thought was, well, are we getting these physically? And <laughs> it's confirmed now that at least with the first two, um, Jedi Knight Outcast and Jedi Academy. Knight Jedi Academy, Academy, they've already announced the physicals um, that are coming, I think, next week. Maybe they're going to be opening up for open pre-order with yeah, a, limited, a limited of the collector's edition. But that's such a what good was, sign. Because what was Barry's question? <laughs> well, my question was because they they announced oh. that there was going to be the limited the editions pack. with the steel books, and then there were going to be the double pack with the slipcover. And I actually asked them on Twitter. I said, "Hey, um, if we get both collector's editions, could we also get the the slipcover? Because I don't really want to double dip." Yeah. And they said that yeah, they're going to update their product page, and that's going to be so. If you get both collector's editions, you will get the slipcover as well. So I, I think Barry, thank Barry, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I have to. I have to I, they put up the product pages. I have to believe they'll probably just put up one that's the double, like both of the collectors with the, a picture of the the slip cover, which is probably just the easiest way to do it, as opposed to trying to combine individual orders. But yeah, yeah I I love those slip covers because they did it for Torok. Um, they did. They did it for Outlast. Outlast, and I I love these little slip covers. Like to me, like that's that's the fun part of collecting for the Switch for me are these variant covers, these slip covers. Uh, I just like them. They just add a little bit more to your shelf, and I love when you can put Take you know games space. together in a bundle. But you know, Star Wars. There was another game that was announced on the eShop coming, which is uh, Pod, Racer, Pod Racer Episode One Racer. And it's like I have to believe at this point, like all these Star Wars games coming to the eShop are going to get physicals through limited run, and oh it just makes me really hope that like Shadows of the Empire we're going to get, Ooh. Bounty Hunter we'll get. Like I really hope like that that whole library of of the previous gen and, and even before that generation of games of Star Wars, we're gonna get because like Episode One, uh, what was it Power Battles or mm-hmm. Episode One? Battles oh yeah, was Jedi one Power of my Battles. was one of my favorite PS One games. I remember staying up all night during a sleepover with my friend playing it. Ha- it it hasn't like, aged well. It hasn't aged. Well. I, I played on the Dreamcast when it came out, and I loved yeah. it. Yeah, it and I'm like, well. but you know what? It's like if they could bring these games, it's like there's now there's just a good chance that. You know, an eShop Star Wars game gets announced, we could expect limited run. And that's a really good feeling uh, when you kind of really can anticipate, like, oh, we're going to get a physical of that. Like, that's that's great. So and my question is, yeah. we've been talking about all these collections. Do you think that they should have put this on one cartridge because the game's yeah. that big? Like, do they really justify having their own unique physical releases? Is that kind of like them just putting it all out there so they can make some extra money? Or well, it, like... could, it also could not be. It could be not their say. Could well, be. I think 
I, I think, think for the coolness factor with with extra artwork and stuff, I think it's way cooler. But mm-hmm. is it a little expensive when those games? Because I just went through the eShop for deals, and I'm like, a lot of the physical games are like two, three dollars now. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's gonna be the same thing for the Star Wars games. They're gonna be like ten bucks, and then we're, honestly, we're, we're spending sixty. It's, it's not limited run. It is completely Lucas. It is what they or how they're releasing these games, and because they're releasing them separate. They're putting them separately physical. And like back at last E3 or whatever E3 it was, what they showed the Star Wars games, like my big thing was, oh my God, they're going to make a compilation. Like the NES, they're not going to just release the NES separately. It's going to be the NES and the Game Boy and the, the Super Nintendo games, like all that together. And uh, it wasn't. It was obviously for the repros, except for Bounty Hunter and Racer Revenge, which I think are PS2 emulated on the PS4. Uh, however, so not though, really. However, though, Barry, you have stuff like like Mega Man that's on two-on-one compilation. Yeah. You have Guacamelee 1 and 2, but they're individually on the eShop. Um, you but have other are, games like Oikon and Odalius Collection where you pu- plug it in and both games pop up on, on your Switch when you pop in one card. Yeah. So, so people can do a multi-release. It's just interesting that they're going a little smaller, which we see a lot of with limited companies. We see a lot of smaller games, but then we see other ones where companies double up. It's like Saria collection was doubled. Yeah, and, so um, I, I think don't it's, really I think it's like Star games being together from a collector perspective, but it's a little expensive too. <laughs> so it's I the collector in me wants everything individually. The person who wants things affordably wants stuff together. It's it's I like collecting. Yeah. personally yeah. but it's star wars star wars sells let's face it for sure and 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 if it's they smarter. if it was something smaller that people may not know then they can like out, even outlast uh, on other systems mm-hmm. was was a bundle they sold it as mm-hmm. a bundle and on yeah. the switch they sold them separately um so who knows maybe they just want to milk us <laughs> I mean, it's smarter financially, especially during COVID-19, to be able to actually raise a little bit of funds for their business. So that's good. And as we've been talking about, Switch fans are ravenous. (laughs) Yes, and and the Mega Pack (laughs) next Friday is going to be insane with all those PC versions. Holy crap. It's going to be the Mega Pack, (laughs) $1,025. Well, uh, also, one other thing to note, uh, not Star Wars, but um, Streets of Rage 4 got a release date today. Of April thirtieth, which means, Ooh. according to Limited Run Games website, their pre-orders are going to go a week past the eShop release date. So it sounds like, unless they change that, people are going to have just a week past that into May to secure their regular or collect or classic edition copy of Streets of Rage Four on April thirtieth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damage. No, no, it's going to be the next day. <laughs> they got a day for shipping. Oh, come on. Oh, um. so speaking of uh, the podcast getting changed, like Barry with his double pack actually getting it included because he asked the question. Um, yeah. Uh, so going back to an older episode when I was playing Demon's Tilt Pinball on mm-hmm. Switch, I reached out to the developer because in my actual pinball uh, the little custom little pinball 3D parent printed pinball machine that I got um, mm-hmm. from JP's post. Damn it, JP. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I didn't even get one. <laughs> yeah, but um, it, it was upside down, and there was no options, and he's like, oh, don't uh-huh. worry. I, I see what you're doing. Um, I went and fired it up today since I actually got a new Switch. 
um, so I can actually play it again. And he implemented the the ultimate. Oh, that's awesome. So now you can do 180 degrees in tape mode and or vertical mode and be able to pl- I can play it now with mine properly with my system. And I was playing it and setting records. It was awesome. Um, that's also that's when so I noticed. Cool that there's a damn headache when you have multiple switches in your house and how to set the <laughs> primary console. Um, so you literally... So my wife was on a damn island in Animal Crossing, but she had to close the software in order to go into the eShop and deactivate the primary console so that way I could log in and make my new one the primary console for the Switch. Um, the problem is is that she started Animal Crossing on my account, so if I go to play Demon Still Pinball... It knocks her out of a session of Animal Crossing. Um, normally, it doesn't matter because we have it physically, but I think it's because Animal Crossing has online capabilities that it literally kicked her out. So, like now, I can't play on my account on my Switch because my wife's playing Animal Crossing. She played 15 Ooh. hours yesterday. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, wow. just, this is, just like, yesterday. My my sister-in-law just got a switch. I mean, two reasons. One is, you know, COVID-19 is keeping everybody's and everybody indoors, but Shanna, who doesn't play the switch is obsessed with animal crossing. Uh-huh. My son who's four knows how to play animal crossing. My two year old can watch animal crossing and, and do a little bit, but we were talking with my sister-in-law and we're like, yeah, you kind of just need to buy it. And this is how we can all hang out. Like while we're social distancing. And she was lucky enough to log into Best Buy at the right time. She got a teal, um, or yeah, the teal light blue uh, switch light. She got a copy of Animal Crossing. It came in. She created her profile. She's playing the game now. But it's just like this is the game that like people who don't play the Switch are playing the Switch, and mm-hmm. it's just amazing. And and we we said it before, and, and I I will say it till COVID nineteen is gone. But this game could not have come out at a better time for that game. Yeah. Horrible circumstances, but perfect timing yeah. when you just can't see people in person. It's like go visit their island and just get lost in animal crossing and it's just it's funny like i have friends who are like yeah i'll be sleeping and i'll just wake up and my wife will wake up and we'll just be thinking animal crossing and have to like log in really quick and i'm like i really want my copy to come in because shanna has you know the main one and i'm just waiting for my play asia one to come in so i could finally start this game and i feel like she's already building her little mcmansion and i'm gonna have like this little tent <laughs> <laughs> just like my wife's playing it right now <laughs> Yeah, my wife's playing it right I mean, now too. That's all, <laughs> and and Shanna's playing it right now. Here's here's We're the crazy thing. We're gonna have to do thing. a follow up episode. Oh, for sure. Here's the crazy thing though is that like so when I initially created my account, so I had to create um, a second account. By the way, um, I didn't have to create one, but I have to use my alternate account uh, to log in, so that way I can play games like mm-hmm. online, like digital games and things. Um, so my wife has an account, my daughter has an account, it's all on our family account for the Switch online, so that way we can all play. Um, I have a, a, sec- a, a second account that I created when I first got the Switch, it was for my Japanese account, right? So mm-hmm. like, so I could get Japanese eShop games, and then when you register, you can register some of the Japanese to get the points on the Japanese eShop, because um, some games are, are not available in the US, as we know. Um, so the interesting thing is the name of that account, and this is from like a year before I met JP is it's called Subcon JP. (laughs) (laughs) And that's been the name of the account for for, since since it was released in 2017. I just realized that I looked at it. I'm like, it's because I just logged in on my new one. I'm like, it's Subcon JP. What the hell? (laughs) It's a little Mario 2 love and a little JP love. 
And there's this guy <laughs> that my daughter created a me of, and we called him Bear Dave because in, <laughs> and that's the picture that she used, which isn't there's no me on this account, but like it's it's this guy who looks like JP does right now, disheveled with his beard, and <laughs> it looks just like him. And I'm like, oh, it's Bear Dave. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Because you can put a bear costume on the characters in Smash Brothers Ultimate, so he has like the little bear costume. You know, Mega Man bust bear day. I am I'm very shocked that you're you're even allowed to look like that, JP. My wife looks at me and goes, "I don't care, COVID. You got to shave." Oh yeah, Um, no. The day I started working from home was the last day I put anything in my hair, Uh, (laughs) and I've just been like, I look at myself in the mirror, I was like, "Oh my god, like this is what the post-apocalypse JP looks like." He just wears PJs and has, like, crazy Jufro hair now. And runs really fast. The funny, thing, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that, like, everybody who sees me at conventions thinks I'm young. Well, I had my, basically, a week long, because I've been working from home, I had a week long beard, but my beard's gray. Now I'm like, oh, I'm old man. I got, like, no color in my in my beard anymore. It's pretty funny. <laughs> like, I call that my, my eight-year-old. That's <laughs> done that. She's cool now. She's playing Minecraft actually online. You could, you could throw that out a little bit and put like an eye patch on, and for Halloween you can go with Slade Wilson. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I absolutely could, and unfortunately I have to be clean shaven in my career. But um, <laughs> yeah, I shaved today though. So since we've uh, since we've gone completely out of order of this episode, <laughs> and out of order, and right like in order, me, just like me and Mega Man, we're just not getting to it. <laughs> um, I, to... I one thing that we never have time for anymore are, are games that we pick up. Yes. And I'm just very curious like what you've gotten in recently. Because like today I got in my little Play Asia box that I expedited. So I got, I got four one games game with you. And, I got one game with you. Yes, you did. You you got the updated uh, cool collector version. Mine is coming actually. I'm, I am getting that That's one. Super but uh, for now I got the regular. But you know, we haven't really I know not a lot of the games have been coming out as frequently, but I think we should spend just a few minutes and just share, you know, what we got. Because I'm very curious, and and also maybe at the same time what we're playing. Because I know Jeffrey and I are playing the same game for the most part. Yeah. So so pretty much, I got my worthless Nintendo Red Ten thing from the Switch. <laughs> um, I did get, as JP alluded to, super epic. I got the badge edition. Um, looks good. Yeah, it looks cool, and the game looks awesome. Like it's not getting released anywhere else, which is weird. Like that way, that collector's edition. <laughs> Yeah, is yeah. it actually getting a standard U.S. release? Yes. Yeah, so PM yeah. Studios uh, yeah, reconfirmed is. to me today. I thought they were going to do a collector style. I know for now at least they are doing a, uh, like a regular edition, so we are getting it. Um, but yeah, I don't know about the pins. I thought we may also in some capacity, but yeah, for now at least Numskull, who's putting this one out, their releases are really cool because they have a regular edition and they have these pin badge editions. Uh, so the first one is super epic, and then the Holy Potatoes game is another one that we're going to be seeing soon. And they're cool. Was it like six uh, pins, I think, that you get? Yeah. Yeah, there's right? um, yeah. six different pins, and they look high quality. Like, they're actually custom mm-hmm. cut ones. It's not like just like a button or something. Like, it's actual. Right. Like, it shouldn't be called badge edition. It should be called pin edition. Like, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah, awesome. Cool. I mean, I'll never take it out of the box, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you going to play the game? Oh, I think we should do a fair play cast. We're going to be yeah. having games lined up to the end of the year at this point. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the other piece I got in my PlayAsia box, because I got a third game, and I was actually talking mm-hmm. with this one on Barry before you got on. It's called, it's a Famicom game, but it's really weird. It's it's a homebrew because it's, it's recently released, but in mm-hmm. Japan, homebrew 
isn't homebrew. This is created by original developers. The game is called Neo Hayanko Alien. And uh-huh. so it's weird, right? Like you think, oh, it's just like a, a normal whatever. Well, the thing is, is that this game, the um, the developer of the cover did um, it did like some crazy things. I was telling Barry about it. Like it was handled by Yusuchiro Shinozaki, but he worked on Namco arcade game covers like Tower of Juraga. So he did oh, the cover nice. art. And then the graphics in the game were done by Hiroshino Ono, who is a legendary pixel artist who designed Galaga, Xevious, Dig Dug, and Pac-Man. Like, so he designed the graphics in the game. Nice. In this homebrew. Uh, like, the guy who did Pac-Man. And then the, um, then the uh, game's producer, the, the developer, was Norio Nogata, who did RBI Baseball, a little game called Zombie Nation, as well as this Gunpai Tomaden game. So it's really interesting. He did a Game Boy version of the original Hayeko Alien that was on Game Boy only in Japan. So it's really Mm -hmm. weird. It was released by Columbus Circle, who's actually been releasing games like for Super Famicom that were never released. But like, so homebrew in... Japan is not homebrew. Like, I'm doing a re-release of my definitive... I'm doing a definitive edition of my complete NES game, and I'm including some homebrew highlights. Well, this is going to have its own section. Because it's like aftermarket. It's legitimate creators from back in the day of the Famicom releasing new games on the fam- on, the, on the Famicom. It's insane. And it's unlike awesome. anything we see in the U.S. U.S., it's hobbyists. There's and this Columbus Circle, like there's like a few games that they've done, and they're all like done by like classic musicians and pixel arts. There's just eight bit rhythm land, but like this game right here was like it's so deep, like um the lore of the game that it's just like cool, and I love my eight bit retro stuff. So like let's hope that they get that on the Switch, cause there's people who've been putting NES stuff on the Switch, right? Let's get that on the Switch mm-hmm. and get some more love for it because I would love to see like an 8-bit version retro style getting mm-hmm. on the Nintendo Switch because like so like Columbus Circle is doing that. That's my third awesome item. And I've gotten stuff in the previous weeks that we didn't talk about, but like mm-hmm. um, that's what I got in this week aside from my Switch that the wife found. Um, she found it retail. Uh, at AFES, which is like nice. a military Walmart almost. She found it online, and then within like oh, a nice. half hour of her finding it, it was gone. So, wow. Yeah, and, and just so you know, too, uh, Too Many Games is currently doing a giveaway of a Animal Crossing Switch console to help raise funds for their... because they had to cancel Too Many Games this year. And... Mm-hmm. So they're raising funds for the you know the convention that they can't do to hopefully survive for next year, and mm-hmm. they're um, doing raffle tickets essentially for a switch. Nice. So so that's the other piece. Um, other than that, though, it's been a, a decently quiet week for me, except for cooking Mama, which I got for my daughter, mm-hmm. and I thought it might blow up her switch, so we didn't open it yet. But <laughs> <laughs> I, how about you, Barry? What about you, Barry? Oh oh yeah, by the way. What? By the way, before yeah. we get to Barry, what else did I get yeah. in the mail? I did a live stream. I forgot. Yes, you, you did. I got to catch a little bit of it. Yeah, I so saw. so I did a live stream, and I was actually assembling all the Switch collector boxes. 
Mm -hmm. So, like, basically, I have the manual, and the manual is different than the original manual, the original five I did, because the original manual had one staple. The new manuals have two staples. It's much better quality. Um, Fits form in the box better. So I have all the... 49 copies because one of my cases went to what we talked about last week the Aladdin Lion King double pack I got the mm-hmm. Nintendo um, the Nintendo uh, c- cases the covers in so I nice. have that in my collection but um, yeah so I assembled all those I actually didn't show it but I got in all of the prints from um, Rusty Shackles the cover artist so I have all the high quality prints in that are going international He's he sent out all nice. the ones to the US backers already but he sent me the international ones so that way mm. I can because I'm going to have to ship those with like books and stuff They're, it's too expensive for, for him to do that mm-hmm. um, and then by Monday I should have Switch Collector Volume 1 advanced copies in the mail like, I, got, I, I got the uh the tracking so I it's real doing, now i will be doing a live stream uh when i open it and check it out because i'm gonna have post to it on the twitter mm-hmm. and we're gonna have to do i'm gonna have to figure out how to i might do a live stream i'm gonna do a live stream on facebook um or maybe mm-hmm. i'll just do it straight on twitter it'll be after the kickstarter so all that drama can be for their mama you could do youtube too though right mm-hmm. i could but i have like five subscribers on youtube so nobody sees it Ah. <laughs> Facebook, everybody can see it. That's on my Facebook, which is good enough for me. There you go. Yeah, that's good <laughs> enough. But yeah, so so let's get over to Barry now. Oh yeah, my turn. Um, <laughs> so I I didn't get much. I got Super Epic as well. But now that I know that PM Studios is doing a US release, I don't want to open mine because I'm just gonna have to sell it when the US version comes out. So if we do do it for a, a playcast, I request when the US version comes out, please, <laughs> so I can at least. Well, so on next week's episode, we're gonna be playing Super Epic. No, <laughs> I refuse. I will I will sit there and, and listen to you guys sell You'll me on the it. game. You'll pull oh, a JP. Kind of like, J- like JP with Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. I'll pull a JP. Um, I'm trying to think because like all, all my stuff is is up on the dining room table right now. <laughs> we, we got my stuff in. I didn't really get much in. I'm sure everything you got, I got too. You got a bag full of my stuff that I gave yeah. you? Well, yeah. That is true. I Not did switch necessarily. Well, actually, no. Some of it. No, switched. some of switch. So yeah, I had wind J- damage for how fast JP moved with it. JP uh, was nice enough to launch via trebuchet onto my porch because there were <laughs> there were people walking down the street. How do um, a, a bag of a couple things, which is the uh, Mercenaries two pack from PAX East from Limited Run, the River City Girls and Bloodstained Curse of the Moon packs exclusive covers. For PS4. Um, for PS4, yes, yes. Unfortunately, not on Switch, but PS4. And a uh, couple of PS3 games. Uh, mm-hmm. Marvel Capcom 3 Special Edition, the year mm-hmm. that's released. Um, the Spider-Man 3 Special Edition. And one of the Gundam games, and I forget which one. Now. Yes. Um, so, yes, that, that I did. And, of course, the, um, the Switch glass cover. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. That was all in that, that pack that miraculously didn't sustain damage with the, <laughs> the uh, trajectory that you had to launch <laughs> that thing so you could stay out in the middle of the street. Um, I've become quite good with my accuracy. You really did. It was right there on the porch. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and I do find it funny how now, it, it took so long for you to come over here when it's really not that far away. No, it was like literally 20 minutes on the dot. 
<laughs> it's like nice, nice neighborhood too. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. It's, it nice. is. I like that neighborhood. We're driving. I, I was like, oh, this is so family friendly. And then it's like, oh, there's a school right there. Yeah, there's two schools actually right at the end. Of oh, okay. There's a, hey, an um, element middle. JP, do you but, still get a Switch Player magazine in the mail? Yes, I do. And I so finally. So what happened? Yeah, I didn't. I, I think you sent. You tend to get the latest one like a week or two before me for some reason um but what was interesting is that sorry i don't mean to cut you off barry um <laughs> as i stated it's just part for the course at this point it's, it's another day that ends in why no, no no we'll go back no what happened was while i was doing interviews for switch player um i was you know on i was on their team so paul was sending me the issues but we somehow just fell into like a, a backlog where i guess he had just forgotten to send me a few so i had like four of them that I just never got. And it was funny because one of them was the um, the one where I interviewed Jeffrey and we promoted the Switch Collector. So I finally got these issues in and I'm looking, I was like, oh man, this looks really nice. And I know I'm only a couple months behind, but I finally have my complete Switch player collection again. And now that I'm not on the team anymore, I, I re-signed up on their Patreon. So I'm getting their issues monthly, but I tend to get it like a little bit later than you do. Yeah. Um, I did but notice no, I, that this episode, this issue, it was like there was a ton of just reviews on digital games, which is like my favorite part is the opinion pieces that they have. Like in the, in yeah. the usually it's strung throughout. This one there was like it was overloaded with reviews, which like is cool. However, mm-hmm. I do want more. There wasn't enough opinion pieces this up this issue, which is like my favorite part when they're talking about yeah. stuff. Like it's super interesting. I I really like what they do with the magazine, and now they have oh, actual yeah. binding too, and they're not stapling. I, every year they've been improving on the quality of the magazine because if you go back to the first issue, which didn't have the spine, um, then they add the spine, then they add different layouts, and it just continues to get to be a stronger magazine. And like I used to collect Nintendo Force and. You know, nothing against that one, but I, I stopped getting that one um, because at the time it wasn't just Switch related, whereas this one is the only dedicated Switch print and digital magazine. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I like the I like the the size of it. I think um, the digest size works perfectly. And, you know, I like the opinion pieces, but also I like reviews because a lot of times so many games come out that you just never hear about. And it's fun flipping through and going like, oh. I remember seeing that game or I never even heard of this game. And at least there's a review now that I can, I can look at. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is good that they have all those reviews for sure. Yeah. But, but you're right. I really do like when they have their opinion pieces and especially when they have conventions or there's uh, directs and things like that. I really love their breakdown or an interviewer. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I, that was all my fault. I fell so far as you, as you, everybody knows, I just fall so far behind and, um, yeah, maybe maybe one day again that'd be cool. But I just I just didn't have time and I, I felt bad. But I I did love, like doing the interviews because it was it was fun contributing to the magazine. Speaking so of Barry, feeling, I'm sorry. Speaking of feeling bad, like I I definitely let that on just on purpose for Barry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Evil. So Barry, I'm sorry. Anything else that you got in or you're playing? <laughs> sorry to interrupt this episode of the JP Show. Oh my god! Right now we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. <laughs> JP. <laughs> Nintendo Fuse. No. <laughs> See, and you're all here like Switch player. I, I still get Nintendo Force, okay? <laughs> no, I, I no, Nintendo no. Force as well. I wrote some reviews. Yeah. Episode or issue eight, I have uh, I have uh, some NES homebrew stuff in the in Nintendo Force. Yeah, well nothing nothing against them. 
I will say, I think when Barry goes on Nintendo Fuse, he takes a big sigh of relief. He's like, it's my show now. No, absolutely not. I'm not in charge. That's he has the thing. less time to talk there. I, I am. I am not in charge. No, that that is another man's show, and I am. I am just humbled to be there and part of that team. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I I do get a little bit more, a little less interruption, I should say, like no right in the middle of my segment. No I thought I was to talk, Barry. You know, <laughs> you know, I was trying to be so good. I was like, don't throw any quips. Just be polite and respectful. And then Jeffrey's like. Oh, JP, you get Switch player. I know Barry was talking, but that, that doesn't matter right now. Did you get your magazine? I was and I'm told like, to oh. step on my game. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Uh, see, see, all our I'm listeners, joking. this I'm is not I'm not the one doing this. I'm sitting here peacefully quiet, you know, just just minding my own business, you know, doing what I'm asked. Hey, what did you get in? And and then and they all jump all over me. So I think we need we need to do a, a support system now. You know, we need to. Tweet out support for Barry here. <laughs> Hashtag support Barry. Hashtag support Barry from the tyranny that is the interrupting JP. Oh, um, oh, how was it me? God. This was so, all Jeffrey. <laughs> I didn't do anything, JP. Don't Jeffrey's turn just sitting in the back going like, wow, I'm not even getting blamed for this, and I totally interrupted. Don't turn this on me, JP. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think the two of you need to duke it out who's really responsible. No, 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 no. no. Oh, yeah. We okay. are... Uh, we We're a Triforce. Fisticuffs. <laughs> Fisticuffs. Let's do it. <laughs> so, so anyway, before I was so rudely interrupting the JP show. Oh, here, I'm speaking Jeffrey. of interruptions, I'm, I'm, looking at my, uh, I'm looking at my launch screen protector. There's apparently a earth remover that's probably would fix that issue that I had mentally. I didn't read the instructions because I'm a, I'm a <laughs> born and bred Indiana Hoosier, so I don't read instructions. I don't know how to read. Um but but apparently I probably could have fixed that by the way by just reading the book. So they they have ways to fix my issue. <laughs> Barry. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something else you'd like? To talk well, about? Uh, Barry. Let's, let's Barry, I, Barry, I know you like super to talk, games, but we've got Stevie. three minutes. What? We've got three minutes, Barry. So. You've been hogging the spotlight okay. this okay, whole episode. Okay, JP, since Barry's done, let's talk about Super Air Games. And they just launched a new game, right? Wait a minute. It's almost sold out. I didn't even announce what I got in. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even done yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> um, so, uh, go so ahead, I did get a I did get a few more that I, I did remember now. Um, I got the, yeah. uh, what is it, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that came in for PS4 and Switch. I got my Disaster Report 4 for <laughs> PS4 and Switch that came in. And I got the um, Stranger Things 3, um, Blasphemous, and what was the other one from uh, Best Buy, the limited rare ones. Oh, my God. I got them, too. Oh, what? Blas- oh wow. I what can't was even... the one? <laughs> there were three of them. Damn it. All right. Oh, oh and for the record, JP, you yeah. were incorrect about something. What? Um when I asked about the Best Buy cover for Stranger Things 3 and if it was the same as the one that they gave everybody for free, you yeah. said that the one for Best Buy is a plain one and the one that they sent I, us is shitty. And I they're hadn't both gotten shitty. it in yet. I didn't they're know. I, had, I have an extra case, an empty case. I put the cover in. I'm like, cool, all three covers. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Uh-oh. So it is yeah, the same? It's the same. Oh, okay. And it's Divinity, <laughs> Original Sin yeah. 2. The original Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's what oh, I got in. I, it'll be took an hour and a half, but yeah. So <laughs> continue on with your show, JP, and tell us what you got oh, in. Oh my God, how did this turn into me? I was respectful oh. this whole episode. So, so a I goddamn did magazine comment. I did pre-order Stranger <laughs> Things in January of 2019. Oh, uh, maybe Jeffrey's <laughs> now the one no. the interrupt. November. Right? No? November. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I got in. Um, I got Super Epic, the Entertainment War regular edition. Uh-huh. I got the Fox Awaits, which is a brand new Japanese visual novel release that supports English. Because um, it's actually a furry. published by yeah, it's published by Kosen, <laughs> who actually did my yeah. my girlfriend is a mermaid. Mm-hmm. If you remember it that is. one that came my out, girlfriend um, is a mermaid. Yes. Then, because I just like variants, I bought the Biohazard Revelations Unveiled edition from Japan, and everyone was asking like. What is this one? Is it different than the U.S. one? So it's a lot easier to explain on verbally versus on a tweet, but it's identical to the Resident Evil Revelations 1 game, except they never included in this one a code for the second game. Um, and they also don't advertise it on the packaging. So it truly is just Revelations 1 as a standalone, um, which is ironic because in reality, the U.S. one technically is a standalone because it's the only one on the cart, but we did get two as a code. Um, so that's, that's what the difference was. And then, um, on my quest for Japan exclusive games, I found a, a fairly inexpensive one on play Asia. It's called Bokura no Keshigomu Otosi plus sports set. Um, and it actually came with an eraser, like a real eraser, which I didn't even know about. So it was kind of cool. Um, but what this is, is, um, now that I've actually put it into my system, I can talk a little more, uh, uh, Educate smartly. I don't even know what the right word I was going to look for. You need to prepare so more, JP. Being, I know. I'm sorry. But <laughs> intelligently, that's the word. Wow. I, I sounded stupid trying to talk smarter. Um, I uh, so what, the, what, what this game is, is actually you put the card in and it's three games in one. So three different icons pop up on your Switch. Oh, and they're all... They're all like um, not mini games, but like sports games. So one of them is a, a is a ping pong game, like a cartoonish ping pong game. One is a a cartoonish soccer game, and the other one I haven't played yet, but it looks like you actually have like erasers on top of like a school desk, and you're flicking them and trying to knock off the other eraser. Um, I don't know if this is a game that people played in Japan or like I remember we had like quarters and stuff like here um so but basically it's, a, it's shovelware collection no you know what <laughs> the ping pong game is actually pretty fun you um, love tennis, though. and what you love tennis games though I do yeah. the soccer game was was cute and fun yeah I mean like these are definitely like probably like the more inexpensive switch uh Japan exclusive eShop games um but even though the game is truly in Japanese like there's no English whatsoever it is fairly easy to navigate into the the menus, at least to get into the games. And once you're playing, I mean, it's literally like you're pressing a button and you're either swinging in the paddle or you're hitting the soccer ball. So to me, I would classify this as a game that you could easily pick up and play. Um, for sure. And for it's sure. one that I I hadn't even I had seen the cover a long time ago, but I never looked into it. And then when I was just perusing all the inexpensive games, I was like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna buy because Amazon Japan didn't have it in stock anymore. So of course that 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 connects with me as like, oh my god, I gotta find this game now for whatever reason. And Play Asia did, so I got it, and it came with a real little mini eraser. Um, so a nice little cool bonus item. Um, but those are the four games I got today, and then I I posted my unboxing of my friend Pedro's special uh, special reserve edition. I got it in and my bubble my, bobble. My friend Barry's special sprint edition. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I got oh, Bubble Bobble for game. friends. I recently got in Zombie Army Beat Trilogy. Nice. <laughs> I will say this. Zombie Army Trilogy, fantastic on the Switch. I'm only still through Ooh. the first campaign and the first game, and I only played handheld, but the game is gorgeous. It plays so smooth, and like even with like a whole horde of zombies on the screen during World War II, so you're fighting like zombie Nazis, it played really well. And I honestly like the amount of content they included on the cart is insane. Like you have three different games with the campaigns. I'm literally playing the first campaign of the first game and I've been playing for a half an hour and I'm still not done with the first episode. Like it's that huge. And you have like all these different weapon choices, all these different character choices. You have voice dialogue. I mean, like it's a really good release and I feel like it kind of flew under the radar. Like I, I know people knew it was coming out, but there wasn't much talk about it. And it's, it's really solid. Like it's like I, I've been wanting like a, a third person shooter kind of game like this. And it like it it fills that void. Like it's so much fun and it's it's it looks really good and it plays really well. So I would highly recommend if you're into that to to check it out. And there's no plans for Zombie Army Four right now, but at least the developers have been responsive on Twitter, like with my tweets. So you never know. Maybe we will see it one day. I mean, anything's possible now with the Switch. You have to thank JP if we get a fourth game. I'll be so happy. But oh, but this week we uh, we saw Jump Force Deluxe Edition is coming from Which Bandai Namco. Cool. Yeah, and you know there's been mixed reactions in terms of like the game on the PS4 and, mm-hmm. and PC and Xbox. But to me, I didn't think we'd ever get this on the Switch, and we're getting the deluxe with 50 characters already on the cart. We'll get uh, Expansion Pass One probably as like a DLC code. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, like we're getting a, a physical. It's um, it's already up on websites and. I mean, this this is a good time for the Switch. We're getting this. And we're getting Burnout. You know what? I actually Paradise. I actually mentioned it to the wife. Like, if Dragon Ball Z Kakarot came to the Switch, oh. I would have played it more. I would have played it more because I yeah. kind of lost interest because of it's on my Xbox and it's yep. inconvenient for me to play because I have to juggle with the wife playing. Switch. Well, if this does well, I I could see Kakarot coming. I could see the One Piece game coming that they did recently a while back. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I just uh, feel like Red Battle or yeah. Ultimate yeah. Battle Red. Not 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 Ultimate Battles for or uh, uh, Pirate Warriors for because we did get that. Mm-hmm. But there was an actual like standalone adventure game similar to like Kakarot oh, that okay. came out, and it looks really cool. They have DLC expansions already, and like to me, if you have to sacrifice the graphics a little bit to get it running on the Switch, like I'm fine with that. Like it doesn't bother me. I just want to be able to play these games, and I'm purposely holding out now. Um, one, I'm not mm-hmm. actively buying for the PS4, but there's always that chance that we may get it down the road. And I'm like, I, I don't want to double dip on two different consoles at this point, And I'd rather still go for the switch for the portability. So to get jump force, it's like, that's a good sign that Bandai Namco starting to invest more into the switch. Cause I feel like they've been, they've been releasing titles, but it, I feel like they still have been mainly focusing on the, the other two consoles. Mm-hmm. So now that we see them coming to the switch physically, even in the U S which um, is awesome. But the, on the flip side, Next week, Naruto Ultimate Ninja 4, uh, Nin- Ninja 4 Road to Boruto is coming out. And in the U.S., it's digital only. And in the U.K., in Japan, in Asia, Germany, it's a physical. And they all, support, they all support English. Like every single edition supports <sighs> English, um, which is odd because I'm going on a tangent. But like Namco Bandai in Japan, their games don't always support English. Um, but this one will. The Asia one will. 
And I finally found a UK edition, like with the Peggy rating, without the USK big box. Really? So I'm getting it. Um, you know, I, I should be getting it in the mail once it ships, but I'm sad. I'm like, there's no reason why that one could not have come to the US physically. Like Naruto is a big enough name. You could have run it. I mean, obviously we've seen it on the eShop already, so you can run those games. I just don't know why we couldn't have gotten a true physical in the U.S. Um, and as of right now, there doesn't seem to be plans for it. So there's there's the flip side. We get some and we don't get others, but there's still a way to play them at, at the end of the day. Which game is this? That was what, Naruto what? Uh, Ultimate Ninja Boruto. 4 Road to oh, Boruto. Okay. And it's going to include all of the DLC on the cart, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice because they have a lot of expansions, a lot of characters, uh, additions since the game came out. Um, now is that a so fighting it comes game? Out, yeah, and yeah. it's a 3D fighting game, and I I have to say personally, it's one of my favorite fighting games. They did such a good job with it in terms of making it feel like you're playing the anime. Like it looks like the anime. It's fast. You have all the attack moves. The environments are big enough where you don't feel like you're you're hitting the wall too soon. Um, I mean, if you like fighting games, it's a solid one. But if you like the anime, I mean, it's just like to me, it's a no brainer. Like. This one has so many characters. It goes through, you know, the end of the Naruto story. It goes through um, the beginning now of Boruto story. So it's just a fun game. I mean, like I have the trilogy um, already on the Switch, the the digital version. So at least we're getting one physical in some capacity. Yeah, so that's good. So now that we're out of time, let's quickly talk about uh, Mega Man. <laughs> so uh, we are eight minutes past due. So, no, we're so, we're uh, talking about Mega Man. So, so a perfect well, segue go-to. to avoiding Mega Man is is that uh, you're talking PS4, JP. Yeah, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> what we've been playing? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> what are we playing? J- JP. I, I know, JP has not I been know, playing Mega Man because he's been playing Final Fantasy VII. I know we're the Switch Mania playcast, but my god, I have no problem jumping onto another console. But to me. And I know Barry will disagree just from seeing the, the threads <laughs> between him and, ba- and 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 Jerry. Sorry, and Jeff. Like to me, it this is today's April seventeenth. I am ninety nine percent convinced this is my game of the year already. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could not be any happier. Like I could probably talk the whole episode of Final Fantasy seven, and I'm only on chapter seven right now with like oh, fifteen you're on hours seven in now. Nice. I'm I'm in Reactor five. Yeah, I'm yeah, in the yeah. second half now. Um, mm-hmm. My God, like to me, like that game is exactly, it's the game I didn't even know I wanted in terms of a remake for seven. Yeah. It, it, so, it blew my mind. So and, you're going to call yeah, me you evil. Go. You're going to call me evil, JP. But that, so I'm in oh. chapter nine, by the way. Um, I haven't played it today. I didn't, I did, I played it a little bit yesterday, but I'm in chapter mm-hmm. nine right before we're about to start uh, seeing cross dressing cloud, I think. So, oh, nice. I, I think so. So that's a perfect spot because I wanted my daughter to see it. But you might call me evil because <laughs> I haven't told my daughter about the the main the main happening that's going to happen in Final Fantasy VII. The big, the big. Oh, you probably shouldn't. And she's been watching me since I've gotten Aerith. She's watched me go around oh. with Aerith, and she's uh-huh. like, "She's so sweet. I love her." And I'm like, "I'm not going <laughs> to tell her." And that's like Ned Stark. It's like, oh, he's gonna be king. I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have her watch it with me and, and see, because it was a emotional thing for me back in the day. And, and this is, everybody's this, like, this is, I love this game. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> this is Jeffrey on Sunday. He shows his daughter the scene. On Monday, she goes to therapy. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, I might just not show her. My my wife doesn't even know about it because she didn't play oh. it back in the day. So I'm like, ooh. 
but I way, just, like, though, like no... so JP and I are both going through and collecting everything. Um, oh yeah. There's a there's a spot. Um, did you do the box crasher game? No, I haven't gotten to that yet. Okay, so maybe that's chapter. I thought that was before chapter. Maybe it's after chapter five. Okay. The only but, mini game I played so far was the motorcycle, technically, and the darts. The darts. Yeah. So there's a a one where you just like break boxes, which is awesome because it's like strategic, where certain boxes mm-hmm. take more hits, and you have to mm-hmm. get a certain amount of points. And I was able to do it. Um, and also you can grind because they give you mogul medals there. So that was oh cool. nice. Yeah. Um, I also was able to, once you get past that section, you'll be able to go, there's this character that they introduced, this little nerdy kid with a monocle, uh-huh. and he's like, oh, thank you for helping me with my research. And he's literally there, so you can unlock summons early, because in normal Final Fantasy VII, you don't get summons to like, disc two or three. Well, mm-hmm. he does research so you can get summons, and you have to fight some of them in VR and do oh, nice. boss battles. And so I fought Shiva and the Fat Mog, and... Or fat chocobo oh. and mog, and so I've uh-huh. done a few, and so me, uh, remember I said I was like scanning every item because there's this assess yeah. material, and I was scanning all the enemies. Um, yep. well, there's multiple scans later, so I'm glad I did that. Nice. Um, yeah, I've been I I do that like at the start of every battle, and I finally it took me to chapter seven, but I had the hardest time with this that, with that kid. I was doing the research of the staggering, mm-hmm. and I just could not get these 10 staggers and fill up your ATP for the life of me. And I finally did it. So I finished this first four. So I have to meet with him again so I can unlock the next set. But yeah, I mean, this game is just, yeah, this game is just like, to me, it's the level of detail that they put into like the, the background of the game, like not even the main game, but seriously, like, I mean, like, and I, I probably would just promote this game to everybody, but like after, you know, it's not a spoiler, you know, the reactor blows in the first chapter and yeah. you're walking through the, the town, demo. and you're, you, it's at nighttime, and you're watching people outside of a bar watching the TV uh, explaining what's happening. You're seeing With people like on the ground. With like a legitimate news report on the screen, yeah. like out in the middle like, of like Times Square almost, in, in the slums though. It's really cool. But like Barry, like this is like disaster report. Like if they had made the game like this, it would have just been like phenomenal because you're walking around and every single character has dialogue. And like mm-hmm. a lot of it, like they're interacting with the other characters, not so much with you, except when you, you, you know, you run by and they're like, oh, there's the Merc. Like, you know, as you do more stuff, they're like, oh, he's the one that we've been hearing about. And then they'll start talking about like to themselves. But there's people eating. There's people like and just like hanging cloud out. being like, a loner. It makes sense. And like you don't do like traditional RPG dialogue and talk to everybody now. Like right. they just talk and as you're going by. So you don't even have to stop, which keeps the game flow going, which is awesome. Yeah. And and what's nice is it it's subtitled, so on the side of your screen, all the dialogues just like pops up like as like a news like a news feed sort of. Yeah. So you still see you still see stuff even if you're running past it. But like, my God, like the slums. I mean, it's just like I I took out my strategy guide for PS One and I saw this like one little picture of the map of like the slums. Like it was literally like three alleys and like mm-hmm. and and the Seven Heavens bar. And then to go here now, it's just like, my God, they put so much time into it and like. If this is the end result, they can break up this game as much as they want. Like I'm no rush to get to the like the true, true end of the game. Like keep expanding it, keep mm-hmm. doing things like this because it's just like, I mean the reactors they're so huge. I mean yeah. like the tunnels are humongous, and it's just the game. It's just it, it, it flows like the battles, like in and out of the battles reminds me, uh, obviously more of a retro scale, but of cosmic uh, star heroine because the battles are just seamless. You don't, you know, uh-huh. you don't fade into like another, another screen. It's just like you go in and then you just go right out and you keep going. And I, I, oh my God, it's just, 
the game is just like great I, for I me. Do like I, I how love they've it. Optimize things too, like where you're at in chapter five. If you forget and try to progress the story, they'll be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, how about that material that we saw back there?" Like they'll actually, oh yeah, like Barrett will actually talk to you and he'll like say, "Hey, how about you go get that?" And you're like, "Oh yeah," or you can continue if you want, but you can't uh-huh. like accidentally progress the story. Because, like, you're searching around. You're like, oh, maybe this is where I need to search. And it was like, oh, no, right. that's how you get to the next section. So you might want to go figure out how to get that material now. Because some of the stuff's, like, in plain sight. You'll see it. You'll kind of make a mental right. note. And it'll, it'll like, pop up a little thing where it makes a mental note. And it'll, like, tell you. Which is kind of good. It's it's good that it's streamlined like that, too. A little yeah. hand-holdy, like but I like it. Yeah, I was gonna say like if like it gives you the impression like oh it's an open environment, but it's it's really like they are guiding you to make sure you don't miss the the key items. Um, and to me, that's great because like I I grew up using strategy guides for every game, like every type of game, even games that probably didn't need it. I used it, and like just recently, and I think I mentioned this in the past. You know, I'm, I'm playing games now. Like I should be just on my own, like exploring. And I thought I would have a little bit of trouble, but I'm like I'm in chapter seven. And I feel like it's great how they're doing it because I don't what feel like I'm lost. What mode are you playing it in? Normal. Okay, so you're playing it in normal. I'm playing it in classic mode just because I wanted the classic style battles. Um, you like it? Oh, I like how it stops and like literally. So it almost goes into like bullet time when you go to choose your mm-hmm. your icons and choose your abilities, which I like. It's it's literally as close to the original Final Fantasy games as you can get. Um, I I like I have to a, say I didn't think challenge. I would. I didn't think. I, I thought I would have a hard time switching on the fly between characters, but I really love the strategy b- behind it, and I feel like it works really well with the shoulder buttons. Or not, not, not shoulder. It's the um, I think it's the left and right uh, on the D pad that you're switching. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is. It's 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 so great, and and character like so far I have three characters. I have Barrett, Tifa, and Cloud, and obviously I love Cloud. But like the long range, I'm like, oh yeah, no problem with Barrett Tifa's fighting abilities. I'm like. They just need to make a standalone fighting game for her now. Like her movesets are just so great and so fluid. And Barry, you just need to play this game. It's a really good game. <laughs> you still there, Barry? I'm here. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> one one of these days, eventually, when they finish it, I probably um, will play it. So I'll, twenty I'm years go. from now, Barry's gonna play. Yeah, it. <laughs> I played the original. Yeah, my, my only thing, game. my only thing that I'm really worried about, JP, is that. Because of how long it took to release it, unless they literally already have everything developed and they just overlay a new story and continue, mm-hmm. um, it'll it's going to be on the PS5, obviously. And yeah. I just I hope that there's a way to carry your save over so you can yeah. keep your stuff. I just don't see a way. Like it's well, I don't know how they're gonna it, do it. You do know that this one is gonna be re-released on the PS5. It's a of safe course. bet. Of course. Yeah, but you don't well. necessarily want it. I mean, I have no problem playing it again if I have the time, but if I'm gonna invest like seventy hours into this game and there is stuff that needs to be carried over, I really hope that they're going to find a way to do so because it would stink to have to have to play it again just just to bring stuff over. And that's if there are stuff because the thing that I've noticed right. is I right. think there's yeah. only four characters you can play as. And I mean, they could go a weird thing, which fans would hate, where it's like, so you get like Red 13 or whatever, and you get other characters, and those are the characters that you get to play as in the next game or something, and they all come together at the end. Like, right. th- that would be weird because you play the whole Final Fantasy VII as all the characters. Um, mm-hmm. It would be different. Like, but are you guys finding yourself actually using Aer- Aerith at all? Like, I, know I don't I'm have like- her yet. 
I know, like, on secondary playthroughs mm-hmm. and stuff of the original, like, most people didn't touch her at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no point. We're going to lose her anyway, so let's not invest our hey, time. Hey, in, spoilers. In no. <laughs> oh, come on. No, but, um, yeah, no, uh, so where I'm at right now is, you know, it's just you and her. And mm-hmm. right now I'm going to try to see. Well, in, in a case like that, mm-hmm. you have no choice. But I'm so, saying, like, if you have all so four switching characters. switching over to her, though, like, they've created some unique moves to where, like, you're holding down, like, the triangle button, which isn't used for the others. But you hold it down, it does, like, a more powerful chained magic. And she's, like, she's mm-hmm. super powerful. And magic is overpowered in the game, too. Like, if you look yeah. magic stuff, it's, it's a little bit more powered than trying to go melee, which I'm going melee because I want it more of a challenge. And I'm playing in classic mode. Well, they, well. they purposely say like you cannot go through this game and just mail i mean you probably could if you level up enough but it's meant to incorporate magic yeah. the ab- like the stronger abilities like they they say that the melee attacks are really supposed to be used to fill up your atp like uh-huh. that's exactly. the goal of that like yep. you were gonna have such a hard time if you and i and i did that too like you know the lower level like rat enemies i'm like okay yeah, i could do melee and it's not a problem but the bigger ones i'm like i realized like i have to like upgrade i have to use different like strategies to fight them because otherwise it's just going to take forever and it's not the way it should be be played but well, i haven't gotten eris yet so and I to answer comment. like barry's question too is like in classic mode i don't know if how it's how it works in normal but like the characters will go on their own so i can just concentrate fighting as cloud so i can get immersed mm-hmm. in cloud and Aerith will do her thing. If she gets, like, captured or something, like, I can save her, mm-hmm. or vice versa. If I get captured, I can switch over. And I could switch to them at any time. But, right. like, I don't have to. And it's kind of cool because the AI is so well done that, like, they they do what I would have already had them do. So I don't really mm-hmm. feel inclined. Unless I want to do a specific, like, specific move on a boss or something, I don't really have mm-hmm. to to switch over to him which is awesome i i actually like that because it helps the battle flow because i'm like all right i'm gonna do this they're actually gonna accurately attack them while i melee the hell out of them and then switch over to a fire or a lightning spell whatever their the enemy is weak to and mm-hmm. i find myself using assess to actually use that to figure out which enemies are have weaknesses to and stuff which mm-hmm. is awesome so like i i actually think she's pretty well worth it um if i have to only choose three barry and they do carry over the save obviously i'm gonna <laughs> level up but it does seem like they level up all the characters kind of evenly like, yeah I and I, characters I, came back into my party they were my level oh that's not, i do like that um with i see i don't remember the the original that much like i i do want to go back and actually play it on the switch at some point even if i just do like the max everything just for the story but yeah what i really like here is that two things with the weapons is one is that they each have a unique ability that if you max it out, it carries over whenever you switch to the next weapon. So the first thing I do is I get a new weapon. I play with that character and I max it out so I can, you know, I can unlock it. But I really like that when you level up and you get the points to upgrade your weapon, all of your previous weapons get the points too. Yeah. So you can upgrade those as well. So like, even if I'm not even using a weapon anymore, I'll go in and continue to upgrade it. Um, but, like, my goal for this game is to max out everything that I possibly can. So when I get Aerith, like, my goal will be to max out everything she has. And if and I have no problem level grinding. Like, I, I enjoy doing that, especially in this game. Um, mm-hmm. There's not too many spots yet where I've really seen for level grinding aside from the slums. I haven't done any level grinding either, like, yet. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen some in the slums, but I think there's a spot in Chapter 9 where there's, like, this battle arena 
uh, okay. that we'll be able to level grind in, and it also helps level up your materia really fast. Yeah. So and I, that's, and, and I think, I'm, I've been kind of yeah. waiting for something like a battle mode or something, so I, I want to so, wait. Have you, have you died in the game yet? No. No, I haven't even okay. had to use a Phoenix Down. I've only had to use a couple potions. <laughs> okay, how. so I have, and one thing that happens when you die is they say, do you want to start from the very beginning of all the battles or your last battle? And they said, your experience points carries over to where you last, last left off. And I'm taking that to mean that even if I died, I'm starting with all that experience that I had still gained. Yes, and if that's, that's good. And if that's the case, that's a really nice feature because where you can't level grind, if you get far enough in the boss and you're fighting many you know, enemies and you're beating them and getting that experience, that technically is level grinding because you could die and then just say, hey, I'm going to just start from the beginning of all these battles. And you know that it's a surefire way to build up the experience again. Then you just maybe, you know, die again, get that experience, and keep doing it. And I realized, like, you know, I, I fought an enemy, I died, and then when I fought him again, I was stronger going into the battle. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know, to me, like this game just has everything I would want. And I really liked Final Fantasy 15. Mm-hmm. I know there's mixed feelings on that. Um, I won't go too much into that, but I really liked how that game was set up. And seven to me is probably like my favorite favorite <laughs> version now. And I would expect or hope that future games would follow suit like this. Um, you know what, you know what else I, I realized, the, JP? Hmm. That we're about an hour and 50 minutes in and we still haven't talked about Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, so Mega Man is a, is a game by Capcom. All right, guys, you can find me at JP Switchmania. I gotta go. But but in the end, to close out Final Fantasy VII, awesome game, highly recommended. Yeah. I hope we get a Switch port. Let me laugh. Because, oh, oh my god! But, but like, there's no way it would look as good. That's the only thing. Like, it would. And I don't have. Do you have a PS4 Pro? Nope. I do I not have, either, I, and it looks. Amazing. I don't even have a 4K TV, and it looks I beautiful. Do. I have a 4K TV, so it gets upscaled, but that's still mathematically okay. upscaled. But like, mm-hmm. I, if it's on the, it's got to be amazing on the Pro. Like, I don't. I'll, have a, I'll tell you this much: if they had announced a PS4 Pro. Final Fantasy VII custom console with like just the the logo on it, I would have bought it instantly. And if they do that for the PS5, I will buy that. That'll be the game that would get me to buy it day one. Like right now, that's the only game I think on the PlayStation that I could confidently say like, I'm going to buy it for that game right away so I could play it on day one. The game that's going to get a PS5 in my household will be Grand Theft Auto VI. Um, That Uh, gets announced because my wife literally has like 180 days not hours, full days in, in, in Grand Theft Auto Online. Not five, because wow. she hasn't even played the story mode. Just, <laughs> just online. Like, it's crazy. She hasn't done wow. anything in the story. But she's, wow. like, she has her own casino. She has her own arcade. Like, she has a whole battleship, a bunker. Like, if you show me some stuff, I'm like, damn, this stuff's That's awesome. Crazy. Yeah, it's I, Pretty soon, for me, was it June 30th is when Burnout Paradise comes out? And that's yes. the game that's going to take over for me from Rocket League for a good while because I love I love Burnout. And I haven't like, played Rocket League in two years. <laughs> oh, I you know what? I recently like a few months ago got back into it on a daily basis, and I'm I'm starting to get better. Like my rank is actually going up, but I try and get in at least like two to three games a night because it's only like fifteen minutes of gameplay. But it's uh, like to me that's still like the stress reliever slash stress inducer game for me because mm-hmm. it's like I'm too tired to play something, but like my God, it's just the adrenaline and just it's so much fun to play but anyway my, mega uh, man guys my, my stress relief let's avoid Mega. my stress relief um has been i've been playing monster world 4 on the sega genesis on my nomad portably 
So Monster Hunter. Oh, nice. Yeah, so Monster Hunter, but Monster Hunter Four was a Japanese only Mega Drive release um, in, in Japan, and you have like this girl with green hair um, who ends up getting this little mogwai-looking thing that you can throw and float with, and it's super cool. It's super fun. It's well done. It's a Metroidvania style. Um, before Metroidvania was a thing, um, it's Monster. Nice. Like Monster, you know, like the uh, the actual Wonder Boy uh, series. Yep. Like it's it's the fourth game. And oh, nice! It's awesome. It's it was alluded to in Monster. I want to say Monster Boy. They showed like a chapel where it showed all four games, and and that character was on one of the the gla- the pinged glass windows in Monster Boy on the uh, Switch. So just spiritual successor to those games, but um, I've been playing that nice. a little bit because I'm trying to get into the Genesis mindset to start writing for the Genesis book in the future too. I got multiple projects going on, like five fucking books. It's it's insane. Well, uh, well, this is a family friendly show. Hey, hey, language. Hey. <gasps> See, Barry, you're not the only one that takes abuse. Yeah, I'm Barry. Sorry, you guys Barry, have your so fun. There. I'm here. I'm just letting you guys have your fun. You know. <laughs> You hey, can join in if you played the game. If you well, wanted I've been to playing have a fun. different game. What game were you playing? In fact, playing? I've been playing a different series. What series? But I've been playing a series from Square Enix as well, though. Yes, which one? The Life is Strange series. Ah, that's yes. right. You enjoying I, it? I love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. I'm on episode four of the second game, so I'm almost done with everything. Nice. Um, so four, second four, game. nice. four games. Four games worth. Because there's <laughs> wow. the first game, there's a prequel, there's a... Yep. Uh, one episode, which is really a a, a semi prequel to two, mm-hmm. and then two, and I so haven't you... cried at a game in a while, but this one did it for me. Could you see this on the Switch? Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, the first game was on the PS3 360, I believe, mm-hmm. digital um, only. So yes, I definitely could work on the Switch. I think it should come to the Switch. Yeah, I hear and... so much so much good about this oh, game. It's and... great. The 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 first one is the best, mm-hmm. but if it's one of those things where if you're interested in it, play before the storm first. And I played it in reverse order. I mm-hmm. did it in release order. I regret that decision because mm-hmm. before the storm is a, is a slightly weaker story. It's world building, a mm-hmm. lot of world building, and I feel like if you do that and get a grasp for some of those characters when you see them in the the, the main game, the first game it's more impactful. Mm-hmm. And like, like in the first you. game, you see like a missing poster, for example, for a person and you're like, okay, there's a person missing big deal because you just started it, whatever. But that person is in before the storm. So mm-hmm. this time it's like, wait, what? Hold on. Mm-hmm. That person. Now I've got an emotional attachment to is missing. Hold on. <laughs> and this, they really make you feel for characters and they make you make some impossible decisions and there's a lot of you really need to figure out which way you want because it's an, it's a story based game. Like there is no game over. You don't die. You go through from start to finish, and every decision you make has an impact or multiple impacts. And you have to decide which way you want to play the story, like a choose your own adventure book. And uh, the the gimmick for the first game is this time travel in the sense that you can rewind time. Um, there's not only is it like, oh, you know what? I should have went right and I went left. Let me rewind and go right. That's used too, but it's it's smarter than that. Like you can talk mm-hmm. to somebody 
and you know they're they really they're not opening up to you and at the end you're like you know what i don't need this my mom is in the hospital screw you and then you're like hold on let me rewind time and now when you start to talk to them you have a new option hey how's your mom i heard she was in the hospital Mm. you care about me that much like it opens up a whole new dialogue trees and and new Mm -hmm. solutions to problems which i think yeah, it's it is really well done, and the the second game doesn't use that at all. The second game has uh has no mechanic like that. It is literally just going, you know, going through, and I kind of miss that because and and some decisions don't even give you time in the second game. Like in the first game and before the storm, you literally hmm, let me sit here and think about it. In the second game, some decisions don't give it to you. Some decisions are just like like an ATV system, like in Final Fantasy. Like you you choose attack or or, or defend or magic or whatever you want, but the enemy's still going to attack you. Um, and mm-hmm. that that kind of threw me for a loop because I was like, wait a second, I I didn't even get a chance to to think about this. I really had to react quickly. Um, it is the second game is I feel slower at the start, but it's the same world but it's different characters. So like after if you play Before the Storm in the first game, you get so emotionally attached to those characters. It's it's almost like I don't want to start with new characters. I want to continue this the adventure, which you don't get to do, unfortunately. But if it's something that like you like story based games or even even something like the whole family can enjoy. Like my wife has been sitting there watching it, like we're watching a, a show on Netflix, mm-hmm. and she hasn't actually played the game, but she's played the game vicariously through me. Um, I think it's a great play, and I think that more people should do it. And it it. It's the physicals are weird with the Life is Strange, and I really want to see Square re-release them. The mm-hmm. first game is all on disc, awesome. Mm-hmm. The the second game before the storm, the main game three episodes are all on disc, but there's a bonus farewell episode that is download. You have to get a, you get a code when in the the case to download it, um, which mm-hmm. kind of and play that episode after. So I like, do before the storm, do Life is Strange, and then do that farewell episode. Um, you will cry. Awesome. Uh, the second game they did the standalone, which is uh, Captain Spirit, which they gave away for free. It's a free game. Um, they put that on the disc with episodes one to four, and episode five is a download code. I'm like, God, why can't you put it all on the disc? <laughs> so it's it's almost a faux physical in a sense, but it's not. Uh, it's just missing small little parts, but you, but buy them new and you get them at least to download. Mm-hmm. But I highly recommend it. I've been engrossed, and I'm I'm gonna. It, in fact, it's so good. There's apparently a comic series that I actually ordered. You, you're talking about comic collecting. I ordered the comics. I'm like, <laughs> I got I got a more good. Like, well, it's, it's got you drawn into it now. It does. It's a mix. At least the first one is a mix between Donnie Darko and Steins Gate to me. Nice. Um. So it has like a lot of that time travel elements. It's got the high school elements. It's got the the implications of should we do this or should we not do this and the butterfly effect and all that. Um, but, but yeah, they're not long. I, I'd say each episode is maybe three hours. Um, so in five episodes, it's 15 hours, which is a long time, but it's yeah, broken. It's a good length for a game. Like the, epi- yeah, like the length of a Switch Mini Playcast episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess we should finally get to Mega Man. <laughs> we should because I see well, JP's, guys, I see JP's posting on uh, on Facebook now. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> looking at me. I'm like, I, I'm past the one and a half hours. Like I have to yes. go. Yes, you are. <laughs> Since I didn't and play the game, I may just uh, let you two talk. Just to continue to procrastinate, like <laughs> I never. So how now, about, now, how about this? 
Now that I have a new Switch and I can start playing our new Switch games on the new one, I can go back to Dragon Quest XI after I finish Final Fantasy VII Remake. I go back to Dragon Quest XI on my Switch Lite to start playing it more. And I actually never did update the playcast, but um, I did finish the first whole arc of Dragon oh, Quest XI. You did? Oh, yeah. I got to the, what did you think? the big reveal, and I want to play more. Like, oh my god. I saw it coming from a mile away, the big the big thing. I'm like, oh, of course it did that. Of, of course. Yeah, but you don't expect it to chairs. end there. You no. kind of expect it to no. just keep going, and it's like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I <laughs> that, that got serious be, really quick. I expected there to be, like, a boss battle or something. It's like, oh, no, no, you get your ass handed to you, and you get knocked down. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a very depressing ending to Act 1. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, they're going to end Act 1. So I'm like, oh, game's over, I'm done. And then, because I didn't have a Switch, and I had to play my Playcast games. Well, now I can actually jump into it and um, continue my Dragon Quest Eleven trip, because that's my Dragon Quest Eleven machine, is what yeah. the Switch Lite is. Until <laughs> Act 2 is awesome, too. It's... Maybe I can start doing Ring Fit adventure on my new Switch, too. I can start doing Ring Fit more. You know what we should do, though? We should talk about Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy No, we can't do that. Yeah, we can. It's actually now, uh, we're we're almost at two hours into the recording. I think we should... Why don't we? Why don't we talk about it next week? No, no, we, we have an episode. We have a game for next week. Yeah, we, we have, have to talk about. After we have, the game we have for a game the for next after that. Well, I'm just gonna feel bad when I log off for you guys to keep talking for the next like hour. <laughs> you gotta so. stay. You gotta. We gotta talk about. I gotta go. Uh, nope, nope. You gotta stay. We got all. We're the, we're the Triforce. You said it yourself. <laughs> that was for something else, not this. No, no, I mean, we're a Triforce. You uh, gotta just stay. send people to JP at the end. All right, guys. Log off for you. Give us your five-minute take on Mega Man Zero. No go. way. No way. So, um, so let me lay the wallpaper. Um, Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection. Um, is a title that brings together six classic titles in one game. You have Mega Man Zero 1, 2, 3, 4, as well as Mega Man ZX and ZX Advent. In addition to the original games, the package includes an artwork gallery, a music player, special filters, and much more. There's a casual scenario mode with a save assist feature that are available for those who would just like to enjoy the story at their own pace. Um, players can also try their hand at the new leaderboard-based Z-Chaser mode, an all-new exclusive mode created just for this set of games. Um, obviously developed and published by Capcom. Um, and literally pretty favorable. I was reading that off of Metacritic just to lay the wallpaper. It was released February 25th of 2020, so it's still you know within the first two months of the release. Um, and I definitely played it on casual scenario, save assist mode, um, just to get through the game while I was playing. Um, so I'll go first since I probably played it more than JP, but way less than Barry. Um, so I, my goal was to get through and beat Mega Man Zero 2, because the week prior I beat Zero. Um, went through Zero, which is non-traditional Mega Man style where you don't go after like the bosses one-to-one-to-one. You kind of just go through and like do missions. Um, Zero is, is really cool. I enjoy that whole series. I played it back on the Game Boy Advanced when they were originally released. Um, never beat any of them because they're hard as hell. Um, with the save assist, it's very easy. You can kind of brute force the, the bosses with these Z-Saber. Um Interestingly, I did get through Zero Two, which I posted. 
Um, Zero Two is really cool. Again, talk about knowing and seeing the the big twist where the the one character ends up being the bad guy and regrets everything and all that jazz. Like both one, you thought X was the bad guy. There's a big twist, and then Zero Two, you have your your main good guy, quote unquote good guy. Um, leader ends up getting infected and it's really cool um, I did like that one's more structured where you went against enemies uh, like the but the thing is is at this point to me none of these enemies in any of these games are memorable as Mega Man the Mega Man games where you had like bomb man and fireman and then what about only, the guardians though um the guardians were were pretty cool so Basically, I don't really remember their names, but the Guardians were awesome because they all had distinct features, which actually push forward to ZX and ZX yep. Advent, where you get to play as those characters. I'm not sure if you get to play those characters in three, zero, three, three or four, but um, in Z and ZX. Um, now, Mega Man ZX, I played back in the day and mastered, so I went right into Advent because ZX I played and beat, I owned it for the Nintendo DS, and that one I used to love because you could jump through as your Zero model because you get these, like, metal suits that meld to your character, and you get the abilities. So you get a Zero one, you get a Mega Man X one, you get one for each of those characters from the Zero series that are, like, your major antagonistic bosses. Um, you get to play as those now, and I used to like the green one that have the two saber oh, yeah. blades, and you can destroy stuff. Now, I played Advent for a little bit. I I say I I want to say I went through both the fire and the ice levels. Um, now, what's interesting is you get the A metal or however they call it. You get the A one, which allows you to absorb other bosses so you fight this giant stag looking fire guy and then you get to turn into that character you fight a a giant like um stingray and you turn into the giant stingray now that's where i kind of didn't like advent as much because instead of focusing on all the cool mega men now you're these giant boss characters that only have like the stag guy had some abilities but that stingray was like a giant honking thing that's only worth a crap in the water and i was like man this it's cool to be a giant boss like it's always like being like goro in mortal Kombat or something like it's cool to be a big honking thing um but like to me it's like they're i could tell that they're going to be underutilized a lot as those bosses and i still want to go through and being that this is the zero and zx collection like i want to play as the z armor and i i read somewhere that in advent you don't get it till near the end and i'm like man yeah. they're teasing me i just want to play with the z saber and you, slice you play like axel and stuff but no the you do get the guardian armors too see act because axel in the yeah, in yeah. the x7 and 8 was able to copy abilities in this you get to copy the eight robot masters That's which two of those are there plus you also copy the guardian suits as well as zx's suit so you do get to play as zx you get to play as yeah. all the guardians plus you get to play as all the bosses as well so there's, there's like ten, like what a million like 15 different transformations so, in that. so i did notice i didn't realize this when i played it back in the day but like zero one and zero two like there wasn't really, especially playing it, probably because I played it in save assist scenario mode, but like it's, there was like no like different fire abilities and weird abilities. Like you would put an element to zero, 
but you wouldn't necessarily yeah. have like all cool weapons and stuff like you have in the Mega Man series. No, you and, you have it, and it's only for your charge attack yeah, in Zero, which yeah. I did not like. I didn't like that, and it was unfortunate because I was like, man, I'm going to change to a different color, and I'll have like a crazy cut beam or a crazy... And it's like, it was kind of underutilizing Zero, whereas Advent now went the opposite route, and those bosses have like three and four different abilities, which I thought was cool. It's just that, they, in my opinion, they were too big and honking, and I feel like maybe he should have absorbed it and then changed how the A-armor looked and kept its small form factor, because, like, their hitboxes are huge. So, yeah. and they were kind of, like, non-move, like, even the big stag, I'm sitting there, that big stag guy trying to go around on the ice level and sliding around, and it's kind of inoperable. And I immediately was able to figure out, though, because he can dash upward, I could switch in midair and then cling to a wall and get get some, like, secrets and stuff, which was which was pretty cool. Um, and I, I absolutely think it's cool. It's, again, not really Metroidvania, because just like Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, it's a bit hand-holdy where you kind of go through certain corridors and they lead you where to go. It's not... As really? confusing because you, as ZX did you go? Did was. you go past getting the getting the stingray? No, did you go to the next no, room? I, no, I, um, I um I went to the next room and then I saved. I saved at the next room and that was where I stopped because Z, ZX was a giant Metroid map. I remember it. The ZX yeah. advent turned into that later. Uh, no, it's it's got a large map and it's definitely open ended. But like the next room, um, there's a puzzle and you need three elements to get through you need fire you need ice and you need electric and i was like what the heck i only i got fire and i got ice i, I didn't get electric where's electric and you actually have to backtrack and you have to go a different route because you went you went down into a door to go mm-hmm. to the ice area but and you need to go up door. there's no not not even the door you need to go up in that that area outside the base and there's oh. another path for lightning and, and that that's how it it works. You have to backtrack right at the beginning. Oh, it's that's like gross. like the master sword. You need you know all three uh, pendants to pull the master sword and the link okay. to the past. It's the same thing. You need all three elements to get farther. But there is a lot of like open ended and there's, you know bosses here, bosses there, and and there is there is definitely Metroidvania style how to get like later on. It's like oh well we're not going to exactly tell you where to go. You have to figure it out. And What's crazy, though, is that like it kind of bled in when I was playing Monster World 4 because I was in a volcano in that one, and I kept I ended up dying because you like continually go through without any save points, and you, your health gets grinded away, and eventually like I, I died and had to restart, and that's when I stopped Monster World. And I was like, man, the fire level in ZX Advent. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, that was pretty easy. I was like, I, I got through that, no problem. <laughs> it started to bleed in a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, I need to stop playing Monster World so I could continue in the ice level in Advent. And it was the thing is, though, is that um, all of these games are excellent. The price of it being, if you can find it, $30 is really affordable for what you get because with that um, save assist, it makes it easy. But there, you can play it on regular mode and have a challenge yeah. and then jump into Z-Chaser at the end just for a little icing on the cake. It's like, to me, it's awesome um, I didn't play zero, three, or four, which I also didn't play back in the day. So I'm looking forward to actually playing through this sometime when I'm like back over to it again. Because like I, I kind of want to jump back, but like ZS, like the Advent, like different 
possibilities left a little bad taste in my mouth and when i was looking at i loved some, it <laughs> yeah i i don't know i just kind of like the the form factor of zx the original well, when I that, it. that's why you still have that you don't you really only need yeah. to use those bosses for specific things yeah. and that's really all i used them for once i had the other suits i used those a lot more too yeah and i just remember we got the other suits faster in zx like you're close to getting am i okay that's cool yeah so i mean i might be digging back in eventually it just depends on how many games for the playcast we have like in reality (laughs) and it's one of those things with like covid19 i'm realizing man if i'm not getting on my backlog like thoroughly right now like when i retire i'm not going to either it's gonna be (laughs) i I do lots of projects though like you're a busy man yeah what about you jp What's your experience with so, this game? So I turned it on. I liked the menu option. I got to let people know that you can switch to Rockman, which uh, people I don't think knew about, which was a really cool It's feature. in a lot of languages, too. Yeah, yeah. You can, you and I really like that. All the collections. Yes, but it's nice to know that at least it's the reverse, where, like I said, it, it was hard to get the physical of the U.S. and you don't care about region. You could buy the Japanese and just switch it over to, to Mega Man. Um, so I like that it's, you know, universal in that. But so I started, I started zero and I, I got woken up by the girl. I started blasting some enemies. I got to the lab base or whatever. I, I assigned like three cards to my skill set. I fell asleep and now we're at the play cast. So I haven't gotten to play that much. Um, but that's my extent with Mega Man, which Sounds on par with my past experience with Mega Man. Um, Sounds like so a Rune Factory 4 review. <laughs> you, that's not fair. Rune Factory actually put in like three hours into that game, and I really liked it too. Um, but anyway, I'm going to just go on a tangent because I forgot to thank Barry for one thing. Uh-oh. Oh, what's that? This is a sincere thank you. So, as you know, I grew to <laughs> love... Sincere thank you! <laughs> I, I yeah. stop you there. I like the fact that you have to specify <laughs> I, that it's a sincere thank I you. I feel like in your mind you're like, oh no, what did I do now? <laughs> Which is not the case at all. <laughs> but I didn't just, have that in my mind. Thanks for assuming. You. <laughs> you know, even when I'm trying to be nice, I feel like my foot, both feet are just going in my mouth. So oh, much. no, um, you're not. Anyway. As you know, I grew to love Bravely Default 2's demo yeah. so much that I was just sad that after seven and a half hours, there really wasn't anything else to do. And a month prior, I had sold my regular edition of Bravely Default and my Bravely Second Collector's Edition for the 3DS. Well, because I became obsessed with this game now, I went to eBay and I bought the Collector's Edition of Bravely Default 1 uh, for the 3DS, and it just shipped. So it's going to be moving up on my backlog list uh, once I finish Final Fantasy VII, because my goal will be to play through the other two before uh, Bravely Default 2 comes out. Um, so I have to I have to thank you, because I actually was not going to even play that demo. I remember telling you on Thursday yep. night, I was like, yeah, I don't even think I'll have time. And you're like, oh, it's a short demo, just try it. And lo and behold, it's become like one of my favorite series, and I've literally just played a demo of it. That is fantastic. No, I, yeah. I love that. I love to hear people... You know, give something a try, especially if they're not sure if they're going to like it and fall in love. Uh, I, especially the I series. Think, yeah, I didn't think I liked the fighting system, like the because I'm not I'm not a defense guy, so I just attack, 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 and having uh-huh. to use both the brave, what bravely or just brave it's and bravely. bravely and default. Um, it's 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 genius, and it really yeah. opens up the strategies for fighting, like even like those harder bosses. It's like, oh wow it's actually very manageable if you know what to do and you have the right setup. And yeah, I, 
I personally like I didn't think I would even be like gung ho when the game came out and I'm just like I'm just eagerly waiting for like a release date and for the game to be here and like that is going to be the game that I I'm playing like I'm going to make sure there's no backlog when the second awesome. one comes out and I can only hope that I finished no backlog in the... JP's Switch collection okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I, I I did also read that they they talked that they do want to do a Bravely Third yeah um, so hopefully I, I, that comes out I also hope we get a collector's edition because so far they're two for two on the 3DS and with Square, it's like we've seen an Octopath Collector's Edition. Yes. I could I could see them doing one with like even just like an art book and a music CD, just like what they've done in the past, and I'd be perfectly fine with that. I'd also with, like uh, to see, with Bravely yeah. Default too. I pulled my classic JP where I didn't play it this week. Yeah, <laughs> oh, boo. I'd, I'd like to see a uh, Bravely Default Bravely Second combo oh. on the Switch with. Now you're making me nervous to start it on the 3DS. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Not no. night okay. You know why? Because Bravely Default 2 is not connected to Bravely Default and Bravely Second. It's a whole new world. And if it would was, they would have announced it by now. Is Xenoblade? I thought those were standalone too. No. They're no? Connected. Okay. They are. Okay. My bad. Well, no, Xenoblade 1 and 2 are connected. X, not X. Either. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, so they, those are connected. And those are absolutely worth playing, too. Loose oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. What did you say? Uh, Xenoblade 1 and 2 are, like, loosely collected. Like, there's some shout-outs you'll appreciate in 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. it's, it's more than loosely connected when you when you get towards the end. You oh, think we'll see a demo gotta, for you Xenoblade? Put you got to put, like, 100 hours in it. Okay. I, I do I think we'll see a demo for Xenoblade? Yes, I do yes. think there'll be yeah, a demo should. for Xenoblade. Good, because I will play that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, let's go back to uh, yeah. Zero and ZX. So, back to you guys. Uh, back to you guys. <laughs> so JP, JP played for 10 minutes. Great. Yeah. Uh, unlike I did. I'm sorry. I actually did go through all six games mm-hmm. in this collection on on the, the Switch version because I did not do them originally. I had them, oh. and I just didn't really have a lot of time then. I was in college, and I just didn't. You know, bet no backlight on a, a GBA is not really good in a dorm room. Uh, and and when the ZX, ZX came out, I tried it, and the whole I got lost in the map. And I ZX then <laughs> came out, I bought it, and I just never touched it. So when this came out, I I didn't even initially go for it until my friend said, "Oh yeah, there's a casual mode and the save assist, and it's a lot easier." Okay, I'll give it a shot. I tried the DS collection when that came out too, and I just I stopped. <laughs> so I'm like, am I going to stop this time? But no, I went through it. Um, I will say I personally like Zero Four the best of the of the Zero games. I know most people like Zero Three. Um, the casual mode helps, although in Zero Four you, the casual mode doesn't actually start. Like you, you start in casual mode, but you you don't have the benefits until a little bit later, which I found kind of weird, but awesome at the same time because it kind of gave you a taste of what the games are really like <laughs> with that. You don't do casual, and you could also you could also set it to how casual you want it because it uses a cyber elf system where you have like three different cyber elves and you can power them up. And normally you can only power up each a certain amount. Um, but in casual mode, it gives you enough points to max out all three. And with maxed out, it's in, like insane. You have like a, an elf shooting fire an elf shooting ice an elf <laughs> shooting lightning at all times. You have like triple the quadruple the health. You, <laughs> you have like all this extra damage. Uh, I find it just a lot of fun just to run and gun and go through. Uh, ZX, I needed a map to go through. Uh, definitely was <laughs> yep. still more annoying. I had to print out a map. 
ZX Advent was a lot easier for me to, uh, you know, navigate, but I'm glad to go through it all, see the story, because it is really one story in six parts, even with uh, two different series. And uh, there was just some nice nods, especially back to Mega Man X. Like, uh, ZX has a, a stage that is the highway from Mega Man X mm-hmm. 1, and ZX Advent has uh, a desert that used to actually be filled with water and it used to be launch octopuses stage from X one. Uh, so like things like that are neat, neat little continuity. Fan service. Uh, yeah. It was great seeing like the Mets appear as well. Uh, in, in there like, Oh God, Mets are back. Um, but I did enjoy them. I, I think it's absolutely worth playing through. Uh, I know Mega Man games are notoriously hard and the zero games and the ZX games are, you know, they fit that bill. They are, difficult games uh the casual mode and the save assist especially the save assist make them much more manageable and you can definitely run through and enjoy the story i think my favorite feature is that they're all on the card we don't have to import from japan which is awesome uh i also did the z z chaser which is very weak in comparison like that x you were talking about the x challenge where you got to fight two bosses at once which was awesome in the uh, x collection this is just a time trial it's run through this stage as fast as you can and race against other people online and i'm like that it's it's cool but it's like is not what i was looking for yeah it's a it's a neat little bonus Uh, i'm not saying it's not good that it's there because of course any extra features there is awesome they also added the e-reader cards that work with zero three. You have to unlock them. And ZX actually came with a unique feature that allowed you to fight zero three bosses and zero four bosses. If you had those games in your DS, because they were GBA games and the DS has the GBA slot. And if you boot up zero or you boot up ZX in this collection, it actually asks you, do you want no cartridge in the slot zero three or zero four? So you can pretty much play as if you had those carts in your uh, your DS, and when the time comes, you can fight bosses from zero three and zero four, which I thought was nice. You know, like when when a game adds those extra features, a lot of times they're lost when re-released. But they took the extra effort to add those cards and that, that little you know connectivity feature in there, which I like. I give Capcom props on this one. Uh, this is definitely the um, best physical release for them. I do the need best. to say one thing, though, Barry, a uh, correction to earlier. Um, it wasn't developed by Capcom, but it was developed by Inti Creates. Inti Creates. No, I'm and talking the no, collection. No, but what I'm, what I'm saying, though, is I said it was Mega Man. This, these games are developed by Capcom. Developed and published. Developed yeah, by Inti yeah, yeah. Creates. And also, keep in mind that if you want more of this, you have the whole Gunvolt series after this. Well, actually, I believe they went from this to Mega Man 9 and 10 because they did make they Mega did. Man 9 and 10. They did. And then they, they went on. But um, this is also, more of a, but these are more of a spiritual success. Like the Gunvolt games feel more like ZX yeah. than, than they do because they have all that craziness, right? Like they, they did Mighty Number no. 9 as well. So, I mean, there is that. But. Well, one cool thing about these games, especially 0, 03, 0, 04 and uh, ZX Advent, mm-hmm. um, they added mini-games to the game when you beat them. And in the original carts, you actually had to beat them a certain way or do certain things to unlock them. But in this, if you beat 03, 04, ZX Advent in casual mode, uh, 
you unlock all the mini games at once. So you beat the game, now you can play a bunch of different minigames, and one of them in ZX Advent is actually an 8-bit uh, version of ZX Advent where you play as an 8-bit Model A facing against the bosses and running and gunning through 8-bit Mega Man levels, which is really a precursor to their work on Mega Man 9 and then 10, which is really cool. Um, it's not super deep or anything, but it was neat to see them just throw that in there as a nice little bonus. Nice. So there's a lot to this collection, and again, it's all on card, and I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be more reprints of this this because it's Capcom, but it's one of those, if you want it, definitely pick it up um, physically because you're, you're getting a lot of meat, a lot on this one card. Yeah. And it just makes you get their other releases and go, why can't you do this with everything? <laughs> well, I do like that they added the casual assist, which helps out. Um, some gamers that aren't as skilled, and then you can play it normally. Um, it added all the bonus content, which just shows the attention to detail. Yeah, Capcom did a great job putting this thing together. And I just, I, I really want to see them go into like the Legend series, the Battle Network, the Star Force. Uh, let's get the, the, the whole thing there. Every every game. Put put another put another Mega Man Legacy collection with like Battle and Chase and Mega Man Soccer and the the arcade games and Mega Man and Base and like all those other games. They here's they a, didn't. Here's a question. They didn't release those on the the Legacy ones because no. like on the the GameCube release they had like Battle and Chase on one of them. They had the arcade games on one of them. Like. They had the arcade games were in the uh, anniversary collection, and Battle and Chase was in the X collection. Yeah, so like, so they didn't release those on the Switch versions, did they? Jerks. Switch, PS4, or Xbox on none of these, none of the Legacy collection. But Mega Man and Base wasn't even included. No. And that's that's a you know pretty much a mainline Mega Man game. So it'd be great to see them do another Mega Man collection. Um, also, the Game Boy games. All five Game Boy games. Mega Man 5 Game Boy is still one of my favorite Mega Man games. The Mega Man Extreme games from Game Boy Color, Extreme 1 and 2. Mega Man Cross Street Fighter. There's Mega Man Cross Street Fighter, the fan game. Let's throw in the Mega Man PC (laughs) game. But the thing is, Capcom (laughs) actually released that fan game. Yes. Yeah. Like Capcom well, released it, so I mean, well, I would I would like to see that one fan game that came out, the really comprehensive one. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like super fan servicey. It's really hard to like the the best Mega Man fan service game. It came out after Street Fighter. Well, you know what they they really the sky's the limit on how they're doing these, and they're they're proving successful. Yep. So. I really want to see them continue, get the whole Mega Man series on Switch and other platforms, do more legacy collections. You know, Mega Man is a series that has been dead for a long time. Uh, it was it was never more apparent than in the Mega Man 11 announcement video, if you watch that, where they go through the entire series of Mega Man games, at least the main line, and it gets to a point after Mega Man 8, that's a long gap to 9 and 10, and then a really long gap between 10 and 11, uh, really long, way too long. So I want to see more Mega Man. I don't think that that'd be an issue. I'd like to see Legends Three come back, Mega Man Universe, all the canceled games. <laughs> uh, you know, a Legends Collection with Tron Bond would be fantastic because that game is awesome and very expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to see the Legends series. And I mean, in reality, though, like if I would say the next one that's ripe is the Battle Network games. 
Like we could see yeah. because they just showed a proof of concept of DS and Game Boy Advance games combined going together really nicely on the on this ZX collection, uh, the ZX uh, Zero collection. So I would like to see that because I've been wanting to play through those because I enjoy the anime, I enjoy everything with Mega Man um, Battle Network. And it well, there's cool. there's some interesting things that could happen with Battle Network because the first game was well, a GBA game, but it also got re-released in Japan on the DS with added features. It was like a remake. Yep. So it'd be cool if they gave us both versions of Mega Man Battle Network. Uh, and then in addition, like both versions of Mega Man 5, of Battle Network 5, not, not saying obviously both versions of the GBA games, but there was a DS release as well. Uh, would be cool to see, uh, I think it was Double Team, I think it was called, uh, thrown in there. Yep. And then of course, like Battle Chip Challenge and Network Transmission on the GameCube and, and the Wonderswan versions of the games was was different had <laughs> differences as well. And even the Wonderswan version of Rockman and Forte, which is Mega Man and Base, is com- completely different than the Super Nintendo version. It's a completely different game. It's exclusive to the Wonderswan only in Japan. Wonderswan has some gems on it. Like it there's, does. There's a Ghouls and Ghosts that's different. That's a fourth game on that system. It's awesome. So the same deal it's like awesome as heck and like so yeah we want more mega man everybody besides for jp because jp is a, <laughs> a horrible human being um, he, he's anti- oh come on you know what i played mega man legends i played I the play mega mans <laughs> i played the mega man game i played the mega mans I, I will say that is the only annoying thing about zx advent oh i thought that you were saying that's the only annoying thing thi- the annoying thing of jp is he doesn't like me no 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 <laughs> he's welcome to like what he likes you know that's that's mm-hmm, fine I, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not gonna harp on him for that i mean it's not my fault he has bad taste but um oh! mega man zx advent it has terrible voice acting and every other dialogue is like i am the best of the mega man we will be the best of the mega man i was like dude no like just stop this is bad <laughs> you'll become a jill sandwich if you keep that up <laughs> oh no, i think that's better than this it gets really bad and and, and the actor ray is just terrible like he and model a too neither of them really care <laughs> they're like i'm just doing this for a paycheck you can tell <laughs> and i think they enhance the audio in in this like you have two different versions of the audio and it's uh, still bad it's just ah garbage it's not even so good it's just bad like it's tolerable but it's bad i, I will say there's way too much story in zx advent i was just clicking through it like it's it, a lot it's bad it was like the were, opposite of what I was doing for Final Fantasy VII Remake, because that <laughs> audio is amazing. Like, they they had some fan service, though. Like, yeah. when, when you know, ZX from the first ZX game shows up, uh, it's really cool. And later on, uh, for some reason, if you pick Grey, it's Ale. Uh, and if you pick, uh, I forget what the girl's name is, ZX, it's Vent comes in, and it's like the opposite gender. But, like, the airship from ZX, I don't know if you remember... Like your base, the the Guardian headquarter base or whatever uh-huh. it's called, has a kick-ass theme. Like one of the best themes uh, for Mega Man, and that's saying a lot. Like it's just a really good theme, and like it shows up later on in ZX Advent, and like that theme plays as it arrives, and it's like really nice fan service. Nice. So, um, so JP, would you recommend this game with the whole uh, ten minutes that you put into it? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I love complete collect. I love compilations. You have all six games on the cart. I mean, there's a lot to love. If you're a fan of Mega Man, 
you know, obviously it's a no brainer. Even if you're not like the casual mode, like like I was fighting and I'm like, oh, I'm getting hit and like nothing's happening to me. Like, oh, I can beat this game. That's an incentive for me because I'm oh, just very bad at them. It wasn't what? an incentive for you. You only played it for 10 minutes. <laughs> yes, but I I always say I want to play them. I just don't have time. I want to play them. But um, yes, I would recommend it. And also it's $30. Let's not forget that. $30 so for six complete games. Before we move on to the next section of the playcast, what, uh, did we have any uh, feedback? Oh, we- uh, we need to end this playcast because I gotta get going. <laughs> like well, I'm done, to, guys. You need to go over the uh, the. We had a lot of comments. All right. Let's see if I still have it open. Um... <laughs> He's too busy posting on Twitter now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I posted and then all of a sudden I just lost it. But yeah, I'm going to quickly scroll because it was only a few days ago, and I remember the image that I used. So. Seven million pages up. <laughs> I guess I do post quite a bit every now and then. <laughs> You a little bit. This playcast. <laughs> okay, here we go. So I said on this week's Switch Mania playcast, Hagen's Alley, Hawk Hellfire, and myself will be playing and talking about Mega Man Zero ZX Collection. Have you played it? Have a favorite game in the bunch? Comment below, and I'm going to read them right now. So we did have some feedback. Nice. Uh, Mega Mr. Miyagi said, this has to be my favorite Mega Man Collection titles they released thus far. Mega Man ZX Advent had to be my favorite game in this bundle since it was the one to make me start to love and appreciate the Mega Man series. Um, Zach MMA 99 said, unfortunately, no, had no idea it would sell out so fast, and I was even going to pick it up when it launched, but couldn't find it anywhere. Now just waiting, hoping for a restock. Um, then I have feedback about, uh, this was funny, so DD Dark Soul said, bro, pant pant, you just made me panic run downstairs, downstairs, pant pant, downstairs to check the shelf, pant pant, it's okay, it's okay, guys, <laughs> put heads, between legs, it's there. It's there, guys. Lays down. Everything's gonna be okay, guys. Passes out from the stress. He just had to make sure he had a copy. What? I don't. <laughs> I don't know if he was dramatic uh, there. <laughs> I, I I don't know if he played it, but but he has it. So good for him. Um, then I have some comments about where did you get this? I've been trying to find it. Okay, Jinx ZSSB says have it. Played the first three games. Then happy to play the rest now. Music and extra content is definitely a nice touch. A must have for Mega Man fans. Games can be tough as nails, and that's the only warning I'm giving you. Um, Chris Chris, the Anime L1 says, I have a physical copy along with a digital version. Um, It's it's Slush Lou. It's Slush Lou. says, so far making my way through Zero Two. Been playing so much Animal Crossing, though. I have to admit, though, Zero Collection is like the perfect Switch Lite game. Works so well in handheld mode. Yeah. Uh, I played GP. Nice. GP522 says, I would love to play it, but I can't find the physical copy anywhere. Oh, and then this guy, SVT Terminator, said, oh, he knows it's not available. Only reason it's being shown. That's I said, right. That's the only reason why. Not because Barry beat it and I wanted to play it. <laughs> nope, nope. And then, I was, and then I was like, if the region of the game is in the factory, you can actually pick it up here for only $33 from Amazon Japan. Never responded. Oh, well. Wah, um, wah. Yeah. Then Hen Hose said... Zero Three is easily my favorite of the series. Feels like they nailed everything they wanted to and played it like butter. Zero Four felt like weird, like a weird experiment, but at the end of the series? Question mark. Um, and I then Doctor Doctor Wiley Forty Five says, "I don't have the collection, but I love these games. But I might get it if it becomes on sale." Well, it's thirty dollars retail, so if you can find it, I think that's a great price. Um, so I do want to say thank you to everybody who always uh, gives us some feedback because we mm-hmm. love reading your comments. Um, 
And, and I'm yeah, not ignoring pro- JP's post when he tags me. I just have Twitter deleted right now while my Kickstarter is yeah. going. It, Fair it's, it ends next week. Um, it ends, I think, on Monday. So it's going to end soon, the Kickstarter for Black Box Challenge, the NES game. So um, then I'll be oh, reinstalling boy. Twitter. And it's nice. there's so much Switch that I won't see anything crazy on Twitter. It's all it's all Switch anyways. I, I went to it one day because I had to check a message <laughs> For, um, I had a message for a Nintendo developer that I had to talk to, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, oh, it's just all Switch stuff anyway. It's, it's, it's like infinite. It's well, great. Speaking of, just so you don't miss it, um, two quick announcements for limited games coming out. I, if you're still listening at the end of all of this, because you are, because you're loyal listeners, uh, we have <laughs> right now from Super Rare Games, the Sexy Brutale is up for pre-order. They're sold out of the collector's edition, and like Sold out, sold out. So that George sent an email. I don't even think they're doing a second chance for the collectors. There's only a thousand made, um, but the regular edition I think is still at around like twenty twenty five percent left on their site. So you can pick that up. Then on the twenty first, you have Hotline Miami collection coming Man, from Special Reserve Games, and you also have the. So that's consider that one the deluxe edition. It actually comes with a digital code for the games. It comes with a nice collector NES-style kind of looking box, similar to what they did for the Messenger. It comes with uh, cards, stuff like that, and it's going to be $40. You can buy just the game on its own for $10 less with a variant cover through Limited Run Games. Um, and what's really nice that they did, they, they partnered up for this, Limited Run will put theirs up at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the 21st, and then Special Reserve will put theirs up at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So I like that they stagger it a little bit so you don't have to necessarily worry about it selling out because limited run will have 4,000 copies i believe and special reserve will have 7,500 copies um and then next week also we have star wars opening up for pre open pre-order for the regular edition on friday through limited run games and then they'll have a limited collector's edition uh that they do in two batches at 10 a.m and 6 p.m eastern time so next week is or actually, between these two weeks, it's definitely a lot of uh, limited releases. And then, of course, we are coming we are coming to the end of the month, and that's typically when Strictly Limited Games announces their next game. I haven't uh. seen anything yet, but <laughs> next weekend will be the last Saturday, Sunday of the month. So I have to believe that if they're going to do something, we're going to hear about it next week. So definitely make sure you're following them. Um, and I think... I think that's it for limited games right now. Um, I, will, oh, I will say, if you've pre-ordered Finding Teddy 2 from Pixel Heart or from actually, yeah, Pixel Heart and. Video Game New York. I, yeah, I think it got delayed, the physical release, because mm-hmm. of COVID 19. So I think now they've pushed it to May. I Don't quote me on that, but I think that's what they sent out in an email. So that one got delayed a little bit, but you can still obviously pre order it if you want. But yeah, that's, that's some of the limited stuff. And then, of course, we have um, Trials of Mana coming out next week. Yeah, and physical retail. Oh, no. And what's so really excited. nice, and re- just a reminder to people that there's a that. demo, there's a demo on the eShop that will carry over your saved data, yes, and a really nice bonus. At least I like it for the physical releases. They're going to give you, I think, an amulet that when you hit level ten, it speeds up your experience points for leveling up, which I'm always a fan of yeah. getting there quicker. Um, so that's coming out, and then also a new a new Code Realize game is coming out. Um, in retail, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there is a regular and a limited edition, and limited edition is limited to a thousand copies that they made. Uh, so Axis put out um, an email a while ago saying this, 
Um, they don't advertise it on like Amazon or anything, but there's only a thousand copies made for the collector. So if you're looking for it, Amazon US has it. Uh, and it also comes out next week. So not too big of a retail release, but definitely a number of titles. And there is actually, sorry, there's also a, <clears throat> an import game, another visual novel game that'll support English. Um, so stay tuned for my weekly release post because I'll put the links up for those. Um, but yeah, we the do have... The game is Code Realize Future Blessings. Yes. Thank there you. <laughs> yeah. So, then, um... Yeah. So, so JP, one thing we did forget to do. Oh, no. <laughs> we gotta finish, damn it. We didn't talk about what game we're playing for next week. Yeah. No. So let's do it. So I can actually, um, I'd yeah. like to give an early thanks to Retroid uh, exactly. for donating the codes for us to play this game. But it's their game of Wonderling, Wonderling. which is a, a 2D platformer puzzle with a twist. I got to play this at PAX East and... Honestly, like I fell in love with this game, and I'm not going to give any spoilers to to YouTube, but I will say that you play the first level, and you're just thinking like, okay, like I've done this before, and then boom, and I won't say anything more than that, other than it's I I personally am a big fan of this game. I really hope we get a physical one day. Um, So I haven't actually played that much of it, so I'm really excited because my goal will be to go through it. Um, But yeah, we're going to be playing Wonderling from Retroid, and if you want to play it with us. It's $15 on the eShop, and if you have played it, wait for my tweet where I'll ask you for your feedback, and then we'll read it on the air. So that's the game that we're going to be playing for next week. And as I alluded to at the beginning, uh, to over two and a half hours ago, um, was <laughs> I'm going to be doing something. It'll probably be, um, it's going to be called like Switch Mania Playcast slash Switch Collector Saturdays. And so, like, tomorrow night, since I have a Switch now that's actually back in my game room, I'm going to start streaming, playing uh, the game of the week. So I'm going to be playing Wonderland live for the first time. I'm not even going to play it. I'm not watching any videos. I'm going to play it first time live on Switch Mania Playcast. Awesome. So I'll be playing that sucker um, streaming. The weird thing is, is I'm going to have to have like chat up on my phone because if I try playing it through my Elgato on my computer screen, it's pixelated for some reason. But then like in my Windows 10, because I have a 4K monitor, I don't know why, but it pixelates it. It doesn't optimize it. So I just switch over to the actual switch um, like actual channel for the switch and I play it on that. Mm -hmm. And then so it'll stream perfectly. And then I'll be I'll be following chat on my phone or something, and that way I can see what people are saying and just comment as I'm playing through levels. It'll be fun. Um, awesome. But, but that's the goal is like I'm gonna do the playcast games on Saturday night since I can stay up late that night anyways. Um, I haven't figured out a time frame, but it'll probably be around when we record, like 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is probably when I'm gonna start. Maybe 9 or 10. I'm I'm gonna I'll put it out though. Um, I don't know. Can you stream off of Twitter? I don't think you can. Just Facebook, right? Uh, Twitter. There is Twitter Live. I thought. Is there? Maybe I'll do Twitter Live. Okay. That way, I can let I'll people come. Test it out beforehand. Yeah. But, well, because yeah, I'm going to use OBS Studio um, mm-hmm. on it, so that way I can integrate it all um, on there, and I can have my camera on too and stuff. So I'm going to do that. So we'll see how it all works in the end. Hopefully, it'll be cool. Nice. All right. So, where can people find us? Because I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you want to start? 
You can find the Playcast and me at HagensAlley.com. Um, I have lots of books ready for pre-order. Um, I have books available for sale, lots of back-order stuff. I realize that a lot of the NES homebrew developers didn't realize there's a whole interview section in the Nintendo Compendium that's available for $20. It has all of the homebrew developers getting interviewed in there with everything and why they program aftermarket games for the NES. It's a really cool piece um, that goes along with my NES Oddities that has all the homebrew games up to that point in it. Um, but everything's available there. Switch Collector Volume 1 is in transit so they will be over in the bookstore when they're available we alluded to it in a previous episode that alluded to jp there's not going to be a ton of extra stock available beyond the backers so be sure to pre-order or get your copy before they're gone because otherwise you might be waiting a long time to get volume one again um, so it's actually mm-hmm. somewhat of a limited release just because of how many people got it and how many crazy nuances we have. Um, I'll be doing probably another live stream when I get the book in this week. Um, it'll probably be Monday or Tuesday. Whenever I do, I'll be on Facebook. So if you follow us on the Switch Mania Playcast Facebook page, I'm actually going to live stream it there or my main page or somewhere you'll find me though a lot of people were in the last one too nice. um so that's where i'm at uh and on facebook and the twitter at hagan's alley and at hagan's alley books on instagram what about you barry you could find me on twitter at hawk hellfire you could find me on facebook and on youtube at nintendo fuse jp what about you so jpswitchmania.com for your reviews and weekly release posts. Uh, Twitter is jpswitchmania for your nonstop 25-7 updates about physical games and collecting items and whatnot. Uh, YouTube, jpswitchmania. Instagram, jpswitchmania. Facebook, jpswitchmania. And uh, we have giveaways going on right now because we always do. Uh, there's two that are active. One launched during this playcast because I, I finally got the information and I wanted to get it going. So... <laughs> The first one is I partnered up with Funbox Media, and we're giving away one of three games that you can uh, comment on which one you want, and then I'll pick a winner for each. So they are EU-exclusive games. One is Secrets of Magic 1 and 2, which is a, uh, a match-three level type of game, and there's two and one. Then there's Mystery Investigations uh, Noir Chronicle City of Crime plus Path of Sin Greed, which is a um, you know a puzzle, hidden objects, kind of adventure game which is cool and then junior league sports three and one which has basketball hockey and soccer for kids so we have that going on and that goes until the 20th and then i just partnered for the second time with bai which is a forwarder in japan and we are giving away a japanese copy of animal crossing along with an amazon japan animal crossing lunchbox uh, so it looks really cool. It's up on Twitter right now. Uh, it goes till the 27th, and it's open to everybody around the world. So those two giveaways, and then I do have planned another one um, uh, for some digital codes where you can win five codes uh, for five different games. So there's going to be a lot of winners for that one, so stay tuned. But, yeah, we do giveaways and news and all that good stuff, so Twitter's the place to be. All right, everybody, uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Have a good one. Jerry out.